0: This is how I wear This is no democracy. It is a dictatorship. Hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. Loathe entirely. You're out of order! You're out
1: of order! Everything that guy just says. bullshit.
2: Thank you. Life is cruel. I don't give
0: a what the deal was. The deal is now changed. Either you stay or you go. It's up to you. End of discussion. I hate the fact that I can't dance to that music. Hey! Anyway, welcome to Year List Sucks, movies that should be remade. Uh, Cody was forced to give me this slot, so thanks to him for uh, making me do this. Um, but well, as I said, we're doing movies that should be remade. Uh, we have a great panel today. Uh, over here, we have uh, Ethan Beller. Ethan, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm good. You know, this
3: is my first time on uh, YLS after the uh, the top 100 that everyone loved um, that uh, won me the number one spot every week. So I'm excited to be here and talk about some movies that uh,
0: should or should not be remade. Uh, you're going to be very hard to beat with that track record, Ethan. Uh, down here, we have uh, the producer of the show, Caleb Coho, in a uh, unusual spot. Uh,
4: what are you doing down there? Uh, we had Spence, and then Spence stabbed us in the back and triple-booked himself, uh, so it looks weird. Um, but hey, I'm back on the show as a panelist. Get ready for a headache. Uh, do you have aspirin? I do. This is gonna be a good fucking time, bitches!
0: I took three before we started. Good. And down here, finally returning... To YLS, we have one, Jacoby Bancroft, uh, the Mummy Lover himself. Uh, Jacoby, it. how are things going?
2: Things are great. I'm so happy to be here. Happy to be hanging with you, gents. Going to talk some movies, and I'm just, I'm just thrilled. It's going to be a very calm, even discourse, I'm sure, throughout the evening. And uh, we're all going to leave much better friends than when we started. Well, we'll see how that. My number works. one is 1999's The Mummy.
4: Fuck <laughs> off, Coho. <Cole. laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, boys. Well, uh, since this is movies that should be remade, uh, I have my suit here. Uh, that, was, that didn't work as well as I thought. But you guys are going to sell me on why these movies need to be remade. We're going to start with your 10, 9s, and 8s. Uh, starting with one, Jacoby Bancroft. Jacoby, what is your 10, 9, 8? Uh, my 10, 9, 8. Okay, so I'll
2: start with my number 10. Um, I believe that, uh, I give a brief description, just very brief, right? And so right. just
0: list your 10, 9, and 8. Yeah, if okay. someone has it, uh, they'll say, it, yikes, and then we'll just move on.
2: All right, cool. So my, so my 10, 9, and 8 are, uh, my number 10 is Mean Girls. Uh, my number 9 is They Live. And, uh, my number 8 is Aragon. You know, the, <laughs> the, the those, those, those great movies. All, I can all tell why right. your feature already sold on all of these that so they should be made. So I thank you for that. All right, give a little. Yeah, give a little why on each. Yeah, sure. So I think Mean Girls. Um, I think there's a lot of movies that that should be remade nowadays, but I think that the way that they should make uh, Mean Girls is is different. They should remake the Broadway version of Mean Girls into um, into the movie that itself, because I think that movie uh, that that Broadway musical is awesome, and I would love for them to kick off a new wave of Broadway remakes um, into. Uh, into movies instead of just remaking the same movies, do it with a little bit of twist. And I think the musical could do something really interesting with that. So, uh, yeah, that's why Mean Girls should be remade. Keep going, right? number. Yep. One. all right so number nine they live john carpenters they live is a great movie um and it was in 1988 it was so interesting um the way that it shone a light on society and i think it'd be fascinating uh to do something like that now uh in 2021 give it to someone with like a different perspective give it to like boots riley who did uh sorry to bother you and i think that'd be a really cool way to just to update that premise and and get a better lead actor in the role um number eight i'll admit is a personal one aragon no one's no one might not be asking for this for a remake for this movie, but I am because I loved that book series as a kid. And it was an amazing book series. And it was the first time as a kid, I was utterly disappointed in a, in a movie just like this movie sucks. So um, there might not be an audience for a, you know, family level middle earth fantasy type book series from the two thousands anymore. But uh, I think that could be really cool to, to get justice done because I think that's a really excellent story. And if everyone's mining these fantasy uh, properties for stuff, then they should start with Aragorn.
0: All right, let's start with your number 10. Uh, yeah. <laughs> why? Why? Like, this movie's already great enough as it is. It um, doesn't have songs. <laughs> I, I see what you're trying to do, Jacoby, and bring in, bringing it as a musical is not going to win you bonus points with me, uh, even though I think most people would think so. Um, so, no. They live. I um, haven't seen it. I've seen bits and pieces, though. So, um i get the argument um i don't know it feels like such a product of its time that i i'm not sure but you're you did an okay job i i can see it i guess and you're number eight uh once again haven't seen aragon uh i i haven't read uh, sci-fi fantasy book series of the 2000s um like you have but sure, knowing <laughs> his
2: reputation, that, like, it's a knock. You have to <laughs> I haven't read like you have. <laughs> like,
4: well,
0: I'm sorry, I don't
4: read. It's because Bar's illiterate. Don't worry, he doesn't know. how to <laughs> I am
0: not illiterable. Um, but moving on, we are going to go over to Coho for your ten nine eight.
4: Okay, everyone got the aspirin ready. Here we go. Oh, oh, My gosh. number ten is in time from 2011. Uh, my number nine is Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. And my number eight is The Black Cauldron. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's not Black Cauldron. Okay. That would have been... It. Not, I'm not today, that, but it would that, have been for Spence. That would have, that would have been if Spence was here. That's why. Yes, okay, it would so My number ten, In Time. I think In Time is a really cool concept that suffers from not a great cast or a really fully formed script. Um, there's some cool moments in the movie, but I think the idea of like using time as currency and people transferring it through each other and even using that um in like action set pieces can be done really well just maybe not with justin timberlake as your leading man um so i think the idea would be prime for a remake uh my number nine is completely selfish rise of skywalker sucks ass and for a franchise like star wars to end on such an incredible low note um i i I, if we're things that should be remade but never will be uh rise of skywalker remake it do a better job it needs a redo uh because ending a franchise that way fucking sucks Uh, And Black Cauldron uh, is a movie I don't actually hate. I think the anime movie Black Cauldron is fine. Um, It could be done way better. They tried to shove too much of the source material into one movie. If you are actually looking for uh, a live-action Disney remake to do, The Black Cauldron is like really high, fun, fantasy, epic stuff that in live-action can be done really visually interesting. The Horned King is a great villain, and a terrifying one, like Nightmare Fuel, you give that to someone with a really good voice, like a Keith David, that could be really scary um, and really interesting. Uh, So yeah, I I think The Black Cauldron is is prime for a remake from Disney. All right,
0: so in time. um, Haven't seen this movie, however... I do really, I do really like the premise. I remember seeing the trailers and thinking, "Oh, this could be really interesting." And um, how dare you slander the great actor Justin Timberlake? Um, but I do see how this could work. Um, so yeah, you get a pass with me on this one. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. This movie is trash. This movie is trash. Um, however, considering that it's part of a series, I, it's going to be hard to go back on this one. I'm not going to lie. So. Minor the, topic
4: the topic wasn't most feasible to remake, Bart. It was most deserving.
0: You had your time. Uh, <laughs> number eight, uh, The Black Cauldron. I have been saying for years that if Disney is going to do live-action remakes, The Black Cauldron should be the first on their list. If they want to compete with things like Lord of the Hobbit series and all of that, you bring The Black Cauldron to live-action. Stop bringing things that are already good the way they are to live-action. All right, so with that, Ethan, impress us with your 10-9-8. Uh,
3: Not a chance. Uh, my number weird. 10.
4: Scott, Matt, sorry.
3: Was that? Oh, okay. Scott's
4: comment was great. Anyway.
3: Well, Green Knight hasn't come out yet, so we'll see, but it looks great. 10-9-8, uh, I got Cats, I got <laughs> funny Face, <laughs> what? and I got Bill and Ted Face the Music.
4: Ethan and I going for the same thing for different
3: franchises. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Right. We are, I am here for, for franchise rescuing, yeah, as I would like to call it. Uh, number 10, Cats. Uh, this is one that I really wish Spence was here for. Um, yeah. The, yeah. Cats, as it exists, is a bizarre, insane movie. We Everyone knows this has been spoken about to death. But I still think that as weird as it is, it's the wrong kind of weird. It's weird because it's like these were all the wrong choice for a movie to be made with this much money. Um, I want this movie remade with all practical effects and makeup, grotesque cat creatures that are, are real, and, and you can feel them, and they're, they're, they they're feel like actual cats, not like people with skin fursuits. Um, and I want it to be directed by, like, the Chiodo brothers, someone you know, like the guys who made uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Something weird, bonkers ah. out there. And I want it to be creepy, and um, in this movie, they would show the dog behind it the door, is. because you it want is. to see what that fucking dog looks like. Um, creepy intentionally, not creepy. number one. Gross. All right, uh, number nine, Funny Face. Now, this is a movie people would probably not expect to want to be a remake, but uh, it's a really bad movie that people think is good. Um, the problem being uh, that Audrey Hepburn is one of the most beautiful women in all of history, and the movie is called Funny Face, and it's about how she's not an attractive enough, enough person to be a model um it's absurd also uh fred astaire is like disgustingly old in that movie and kisses her it's really creepy and it's not good um i want to remake this movie with a true uggo as the star you want to it's called funny face you know and i'm not gonna be i, I can't say i'm not gonna be mean i've got no one i have someone in mind who i won't say because i'm like this is not about bashing an actor actress whatever if you want to know who i had cast in my mind later let me know um but oh you be, need to message me later It'll be age-appropriate, um, it'll be an ugly person, so you believe the fact that their personality is what's winning over everyone else in this movie. Um, and her co-star, or, her, or his co-star, will not be disgustingly old compared to him or her. Jesus um, but Number eight, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Now, this one's pretty obvious. I'm, I'm similar to Koho here, where uh, Bill and Ted, wanted to two, Excellent Adventure, Bogus Journey, are two of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I was extremely excited for Face the Music. I was tracking its progress for years. Uh, I was waiting a very, very long time, and I was incredibly, incredibly excited to see it. And I was very disappointed when I did. Um, The reason being is not that it's like a bad movie. It's just so incredibly cheap, and it feels so incredibly cheap in a really bad way. Uh, Half the movie is just shot on really cheap, bad-looking green screen where you can just tell it's green screen. And half the movie is shot in sets that you could have in a student film because they're just like someone's house or like uh, an office, you know? Um, It's not what the final Bill and Ted movie should be. Bill and Ted 1, 2 are both crazy. They're big. They span time and space. um, Or they don't span space yet, but I think they should have gone to space for this one. So I'm remaking uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. They go to space. They interact with aliens. They do... Big things, big sets. Uh, I want all of it, and I want the story told as it should have been, not one that was rushed on a low budget.
0: Okay, uh, uh, so cats. Um, you were starting to have me, and then you went into the fact that the cats are actually rubbing up against people, and you want like the tattered fur and all that. You want it to be realistic. That's what Tom Hooper tried to do, is to try to make this realistic. It's an unworkable script. You cannot make this script work for the movies. The closest that I think anyone ever got, I think Steven Spielberg's, uh, like, his studio wanted to do an animated version. That might have worked. Otherwise, I don't think that there's any way that this is working. Uh, Number nine, funny face. Uh, I'm still on your side. I think that this movie should be remade. um, Because you're right. Audrey Hepburn was not the right person for that role. Fred Astaire was way too old, and that first kiss is bad touch zone, like, kind of creepy. Um, I mean, we can talk later about the kind of description you want, but we'll keep it a family show right now. Uh, And then, uh, Bill and Ted face the music. Thank you uh, for subscribing. Uh, Bill and Ted face the music. Okay, so I said about... Uh, the Star Wars franchise, because it's a franchise, it's kind of hard to make it work. Bill and Ted, the way that these stories, like, kind of work, and the whole time, like, travel and space travel thing, you can actually make this work, I think. Um, so, you know what? Good choice, actually. I'm going I'm going to stand by this one. Alright, but with that, the gloves are now off. Everyone is going to be able to uh, beat you up for your choices now. Um, so, Jacoby... Uh, let's start with your number seven.
2: All right. My number seven that I want to get into, uh, we talk a lot about, about like, there's a lot of time elements and time travel movies that you guys have brought up. Um, but I want to go into a time travel movie that definitely should be remade. Um, and it it is a, it's heralded as like a nineties fun sci-fi classic. Uh, but I think it actually has a lot of potential for today and that's time cop. That's right. Time cop. It is a movie that you hear just like, oh, it's a it's a really bad uh, uh, John Claude Van Damme movie. But like the premise behind Time Cop of, you know, kind of policing a timeline and and dealing with, uh, you know, all the shenanigans that go with that and dealing with rogue people who try to control the flow of time for fortune, um, I think has a lot of potential for today. And I think there's a way to do it uh, kind of nowadays, because if you put like a more interesting actor in it, like instead of John Claude Van Damme, put like a. uh, like a like a Sterling K Brown in like in like either the lead or even make him the villain of it. Like have a, a dynamic, charismatic cast uh, along with kind of going bigger with the premise because the original Time Cop had this problem of just like it, it, it talk about time travel to all these places, but then it, like it really only focused on John Claude Van Damme's house for like a lot of the movie, and that's like where he returned to like ten years later. That's where like the whole final act of the movie takes place. Like you can do something bigger and better with Time Cop, and, and I think that's a great uh, franchise starter. So Time Cop. I think definitely should be remade. So,
0: having not seen this movie, um, but having Have seen Have you seen it in your mind? Bar! <laughs> when did Jacoby get so aggressive? Sorry. This is what becoming a Schmodown superstar does to you guys. <laughs> um, so, knowing what I know about it, it seems like it's a really, like, it's a movie that's really a product of its time. Um, so I'd be very interested to see where they would go. I'm just very nervous that they would turn into, like, a RoboCop or a Total Recall situation where they go so bleak and so serious that it sucks the fun out of the original movie. Um, so, I mean, I I guess, sure, we can give it a go. Uh, gentlemen, what do you think?
4: Uh, I've never seen Time Cop. Ethan, you're muted. Uh, I have never seen Time Cop. Uh, however... That sounds a lot like Loki. <laughs> that sounds a lot like what the Loki show is kind of about. So uh, eh?
2: it's what the Loki show started off as before it pivoted to perfect. a love story before. So lucky. now I'm giving it that's the for the people thing. in the chat.
4: Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I, I feel that I, if it's anything like the first couple episodes of Loki, I mean, I'd watch that.
3: Um, I, I ashamedly have to admit that I haven't seen time cop yet. I feel like it's right up my alley. I think I would love it. Probably. I haven't seen it. But Jacoby's pitch sounded great. I'd watch that movie. So, yeah, sure. Why not? All right. He sold one
0: person at least uh, fully. So, uh, Jacoby, let's move on to your number six.
2: My number six. Oh, yeah, my number six. God, (laughs) I hate this original movie. So, it was so damn I watched it for the first – I think I watched it when I was a kid, and then I thought, this isn't pretty good. And I watched it again recently, and I realized it's just a piece of garbage. Um, I think the, the movie that should be remade is 16 Candles because watching the original of this movie is just one of the worst movie experiences i've had in quite some time. It is it is a racist, it is a it is just mean-spirited, it's really creepy toward women and i hate how this movie is heralded as like one of the defining 80s coming of age movies. Um, so I would, the only reason I would want to get that remade and get a better version out there is so we can start erasing that original version from existence and we can start talking about a better new version because when people say Sixteen Candles is, is great. Um, I, I don't see it at all. I'd rather cast a more interesting lead actress and better side characters and less annoying characters, but I mean, need, everything needs to be rebuilt from that movie. And I think there's a way to be done centered around a story of a, of, a, of a girl whose family forgets her birthday and her feelings of, of, you know, of worthlessness about that and how she lives her life. I think there's a really good story in there, but it was the original was so bogged down by everything awful that I think that's lost a lot. So I think that could be done much better today.
0: Jacoby, I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you. I think that this movie is ass, um, but there's a great idea in there. It's just kind of bogged down by racism and really creepy men. Uh, it, it is, it should work, but I think it's one that John Hughes kind of just, unfortunately, he, had, he, he was known for, like, cranking out some scripts in, like, a week, and I think that this was one of those. Um, I, so, yeah, th- absolutely, I completely agree with you. Uh, Coho Ethan, do either of you disagree? And why are you wrong?
3: Uh, this is another one that I haven't seen, actually. I have seen clips from it, and it's, you know I've seen some really oh, racist... and,
0: and I'm and, the one who hasn't watched movies. Well, you it's haven't. Sixteen
3: Candles. It's not like it's, you know, something... You, whatever. It's, it's, I've seen clips from it, and, you know, I've seen the racist scenes. I've seen the rapey scenes. And, yeah, I agree. Any movie with those things in it, that should probably be remade or deleted from existence. No, it should. That's not true.
4: Uh, so Disney kind of remade this movie in 2010. Uh, it was called 16 Wishes. It had Demi Ryan, and it's not bad. Um, and so, yeah, I could see it, potentially. I just don't like the idea of totally remaking John Hughes, because I think John Hughes movies have a very specific like, time capsule that they exist in, and I think 16 Candles is one of the ones that can exist out of it. But like, if you looked at me and you're like Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller, plays Strange, Trains, none of those I think can be remade.
2: So I agree with that. Sixteen candles—you can do whatever you want with. It. That's fair. I
4: don't give a fuck about sixteen candles. Thank you, Scott.
0: Uh, I don't know about that completely, but you know what? Well, that's another argument for another time. Uh, <clears throat> Jacoby, how about you give us your number five? I lost my count.
2: my number five. Yeah, which one? Okay, my number five. Okay, so I think uh, Westerns nowadays are really tricky because I think that like when they kind of make them, they don't make a lot of money. So that kind of forces studios to kind of go bigger. They, they want to make them into like these action extravaganzas, like big, big action set pieces, a lot of explosions, a lot of everything, just, just to make them a really fun action adventure movie. And I think that's fine, but I would like to get back to kind of uh, the way the Westerns were like a long ago, very kind of character driven type of lone cowboy-esque adventures. Um, and I think one that I think really could be remade into something interesting uh, would be high noon. Um, Cause I think high noon is one that's uh, as a great simple story. It's, it's one man kind of who has to defend his town against an incoming series of bandits. There's, there's not like a ton of bandits out there. I think there's, there's, there's only a handful of them, but it's just him because every um, everyone in this town says, no, they don't want to help him. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to, Uh, uh, assist him in any way. So it's really just him alone. So it's him both feeling the sense of obligation to to defend his town because he's going to do it, but also hating the town for making him do this by himself and I think it's a very interesting uh, story to tell that could be updated for nowadays you get someone like I think in my mind I see like Bob Odenkirk um, get better Bob Odenkirk uh, but like in, in the role is like this this kind of down on his luck type of sheriff type of individual who who needs to you know strap in the saddle and fight back against these people and I think you got a really fun western in a in a way that revamps the western for the western genre for a modern age so that's why I think be.
0: So, I really like High Noon. I actually really like this movie. I don't love it. And I think that it could be better. Uh, Jacoby, I agree with you. I think that this movie could uh, be remade and could be remade very well. Um, I don't know about Bob Odenkirk. Um, As much as I like him, uh, I just... I don't quite see him in this role. Granted, I haven't seen Nobody or Better Call Saul. Um,
4: <laughs> so you haven't seen Bob Odenkirk? That's good. Enough. I've seen Little Women.
2: I've seen 2019's I, Little Women. Where he walks in and he, goes, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes by Little Women. And then everyone um, was like, hey, Bob Odenkirk.
0: That's yeah. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. It's not that guy from Mr. Show.
4: Um, <laughs> only you. That was only you. You were the only one. <laughs> uh i'm old Apologies
0: um
1: you know.
4: but
0: otherwise yeah i uh i think this is a good pick you call me? um good good on you good on you that's two in a row nice. uh gentlemen high noon
4: so having never seen high noon i inherently am not a fan of remaking westerns because i don't lo- like i don't love the the um the magnificent seven remake i think it's fine don't you like um, true grit True Grit is different because they take a movie and then totally change what that movie is. And, and they basically made a new movie out of an old movie. So, like, my thing my thing is True Grit is basically a new movie. But, like, I think with Westerns, you can make a new Western with new characters and original stuff that feels like old Western and harkens back to old Westerns without straight up just remaking it plot for beat for beat. Um, and I think that's, like, kind of what I like about most 2010s Westerns. Um like, that's what I like about Django Unchained, even though it's like Tarantino's take on a Western or Hateful Eight. Like, the are very Tarantino, but they also harken back to the Westerns without just copying them. Uh, so, I don't know. I think you can make a better original movie that feels like High Noon than just straight up remaking a classic like High Noon.
0: They, they tried something like that. They just did the opposite. It, it was called Real Bravo.
4: <laughs> Chris, you're right. Uh, 310 to you with slaps.
3: Um, I agree with Coho in that, once again, I haven't seen this movie. I'm not a huge Westerns guy. I like certain Westerns, but no, I haven't seen this movie. Um, but I do think that like this type of story and this specific movie, like I feel like we could just do a new Western movie about another cowboy if, it's, you know, if there's a good story to tell there. I don't know if this specific story needs to be retold as a remake of this movie. I feel like it could just be done as another new good Western movie starring Bob Odenkirk going... My little women.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a spinoff of his character, of like what he was doing for the first hour yeah, yeah, and a half. Of my women. little horses. <laughs> my little ponies. The first syllable of that got me really worried.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to see this movie now that we talk more and more about this. Um, but, Jacoby... Uh what is your number four? We're getting closer Don't to Do I just uh, keep
2: going? This is, <laughs> yeah. you're
0: yeah. gonna stop at this one. You know <laughs> what? We're gonna make you we're gonna make you keep Holy going.
2: Gosh, Holy <laughs> is go. All right. Uh my number four is also kind of kind of a personal choice based on a book series of an adaptation that just totally crapped the bed, I think, in the way. But it's it's a it's an adaptation that is definitely difficult to do and no one has really quite cracked how to do it. Um, they tried with uh, Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey in The yes. Dark Tower. Yes! <laughs> I know. So I Do I stop talking now? You just I, stop talking. Okay. Shut up, as Jacoby. I, so that's fine, then, because now I know that we can talk about it. All right, Jacoby,
0: now it. on to your... Uh, no, I'm kidding. Koho, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're moving on to your number seven.
4: Cool. Uh, my number seven is a movie that I actually adore. I love this movie. I think it's a great movie as it is. But I think it's a movie that if you made it into a different genre and then represented it a la Mean Girls, it would be great. The Road to El Dorado. I think The Road to El Dorado is a fantastic movie. Make it a fucking musical. That movie is already a musical. There's one big musical number in it. Add the songs, get Elton John in there, have him write a bunch of new songs, make it a musical. It feels like an adventure musical. And you can, like... I already like. I've talked about this. I think this needs to be put on Broadway as a, and make a Broadway musical out of the Road to El Dorado. And then I would like to see that re it words into a movie. I think that the two chemi- the characters present a great chemistry that like two really great actors could do. Give me like an Adam Driver and a anyone Matt Damon. <laughs> like give me the two guys in the last. Pick any two actors in the world that are charming and funny and put them in the movie and they're great. Um, I just I think The Road to El Dorado is a movie that is very underseen and very under love, but has all the makings of being a great live-action fantasy adventure movie. Uh, especially if you also make it because it has all the bones of a great musical.
0: So your pitch is to turn this musical into a musical? It's
4: not a musical. And then... The Red El Dorado is not a musical right now. And what are you then, talking about? has then, one musical and, number. And then...
0: Your second part of the pitch is, we'll cast actors. We'll cast charming actors. I, I don't know. Um, I don't hate this idea, but, like, I'm really concerned with how you do, like, the big stone jaguar. Like, this, like...
4: In live action?
0: In live action.
4: A CGI giant stone jaguar in live action is your hang-up? When we have up we have CGI movies all year long.
0: And a lot of the times you can tell it's CGI and it takes you right out of the movie. Um look, I don't hate this idea. But you did lose points by pitching, let's make this musical
2: a musical. It's not a
4: musical. <laughs> there are musical numbers There's in this one. movie, Coho. There's one. It's tough to be a god is the only time that they break the fourth wall and sing. In the entire movie, and it makes no sense in the context of the movie they have. The so make the whole
2: thing a musical. It's like you already get that sense of that it is a musical. Sure, it's like uh, like uh, the even on the trail we blaze. It's like it feels like they don't need to be singing that song for it to be a musical number. They should. But they should. If
4: you wanted to make that a musical number,
2: then they need to be singing it. That's how a it musical be- number works. It'd be worse. No, I wouldn't. You're remaking a movie, like a good, like a really good movie, into a movie that shouldn't be remade. You're going to remake it into a crappy live-action one that when it fails and just is bad and just doesn't know how to handle it for anything, people are going to be like, man, this, this property or, sucks, and they're not going to watch the original. Or it's the next Pirates of the Caribbean written by the guys who made Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> okay, they pirate boy, calm
4: down.
0: We're gonna call it the next Pirates of the Caribbean. Great, so it'll do well one time, then it'll tank.
4: Hey, three times it's gonna do great three times, and then have a fourth movie <laughs> that sucks but makes a trillion dollars, and then the fifth one is just awful all around.
0: Okay, Pirate Boy, <laughs>
3: Ethan, what do you think? I'm not wrong. Um, well, I think that uh, this this is a good. I like this movie, but I I don't know. I. You know, Koho almost had me when he said Adam Driver. I'm like, oh, I can kind of see that. And then he right? said Matt Damon. And I just was completely lost like, my head, That okay? was a terrible second casting. Like, <laughs> like Miguel and Tulio. Like Adam Driver looks like one of those guys. Matt Damon, what the fuck?
4: <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I'll fix it. Adam Driver and fucking...
0: Uh, I'm waiting to hear
4: Gosling come Karen out of Aaron Edgerton. <laughs> Edgerton and Adam Driver. Rocha, I Colorado. will only accept
3: Owen, Owen and Luke Wilson. Um, <laughs> No. no, I
1: I, want I, I like that. this movie. I
3: don't necessarily know if it would work live action. Like it might, it could be a fun adventure movie, but um, I don't know about making it a full musical either. I feel like if you make this one live action, just, just take the one musical number they have and make it, bring it to the background or something.
4: I'm fine with that too. Either one works. I just, I really like it's tough to be a God. And I think that there's so much potential as a musical to make it a full musical. There's so many musical moments where it's like they have songs, like original songs, just playing under it, where it's like, it's why great. isn't this? Why, they're good. Make those songs musical numbers. Just make it all a musical. It feels like it half commits to a musical and half doesn't, and I think it needs to pick a lane and stick to it.
2: I don't need Tulio and Miguel looking at the camera singing about how sad they are <laughs> when, they, when they're having their, their their tiff against each other. I want Miguel looking sad while Elton John blares over the black room. That's what I
0: Fuck. <laughs> Okay. All right, all right, Coho. let's move on to your number six before someone starts throwing punches. My number
4: six is a movie that I guarantee no one has seen um, because it's really hard to find. It's called The Oscar. Uh, this movie is about an Oscar campaign in the 60s, it, uh, and it is not good. Um, and it's a movie that I think has so much cool ideas in it, basically – Boatman had a really great idea. He's the one who told me about this movie, and he was like, "Why isn't this remade this way?" I'm just gonna verbatim repeat his pitch because it's great. Why don't you get the Coen Brothers to Peter. make a comedy about uh, and about an Oscar campaign with like a bunch of different people all vying for the same Oscar with like Al Pacino and like uh, uh, Bradley Whitford as like a sitcom actor who like is going for his big Oscar role, and you have Al Pacino who's like the faded star, and like. Adam Driver, the up-and-comer who's been nominated a few times is the favorite. Like pick a bunch of like actors who have comedic chops that can play a sort of comedy. Like it's kind of like for your consideration, but like not at all the actual plot of for your consideration. <laughs> um, and because I think the Oscar is a movie with a lot of cool ideas. Um, there's not a lot of movies actually about the Oscars. Like you kind of have like In N Out, which is tangentially sort of the Oscars. And I think there's so much fun stuff to do with that idea. Uh, so I think this is a movie that deserves to be remade, if at
0: all. So, okay. um, so yeah, right. It, it's super hard to find this. I was thinking about watching this one before we, uh, before the episode. You can only apparently find it on Canopy. Yep. Um, it's literally the only or, streaming. Or crime. I am a good citizen.
3: Uh, I am uh, a as, law-abiding as, citizen.
4: As am I. Oh,
3: loves his pirates,
0: <laughs> but um, I think I did read the synopsis, and I can see how this could work if you remake it, um, kind of blend it with almost like the sweet smell of success, uh, in that kind of manipulation kind of sense, um. So you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a pass on this one. I think that this could work. Uh. Gentlemen, do you know anything about this movie at all?
2: I know it's called the Oscar.
0: I know that it came out in 1966.
2: So together, I think we know everything.
3: Yeah, Jacoby, what are, what are our thoughts on this?
2: <laughs> My um, great idea. It's sure. I mean, a bunch of. I like seeing Hollywood do so. Your pitch sounded cool uh, from from what you described, Coho. I'd like to see that. I like seeing actors kind of play heightened versions and of themselves and kind of and play into their persona a little bit. And um, I think that could make a really interesting movie. And Hollywood loves making movies about Hollywood. So it's like... Well, they you, can almost be like you can almost like meta-Birdman it where they're not
4: actually playing themselves, but they're playing somebody who's very clearly supposed to be them. Yeah. That'd be great. I think sort, of be like great um, sort of like
3: the player. I yeah. like this idea... Yeah. Um, but I don't like the Coen Brothers directing because the I still have a sour taste in my mouth from the last time they did an ensemble movie about Hollywood. Uh, Hail Caesar is one of the
4: best movies. What? If hold
3: you've on, seen
0: Ethan. no movies. Whoa, um, oh, whoa, whoa. Hold <laughs> on, hold on. Ethan, hold on. You're <laughs> on trial right now. Oh, my God. We Hail, Caesar, Hail, Caesar, Hail Caesar, Caesar is a really... Fun movie. Like, don't you bash this movie as if it's like one of the worst movies ever made. It's not
3: one of the worst that, movies ever made. It just kinda, it's just kind of you comment. said it's if not you
0: good. like movies. It's a great so, movie.
3: Well, he, he said it's one of the best movies. So mm-hmm. it's <laughs> one of the best. It's our fourth right. best. Not, that, that's also incorrect, with the,
4: but
0: whatever.
3: Not argue um, with Caesar. Um, I also want to
2: like,
0: point out. Go ahead. No, no, you finish. You finish. I also want to point out that is fixed to any movie is throw Adam Driver in it. <laughs> the man can do no wrong. The man can't miss.
3: I will say really quick. I think Coe's pitch is good, but I want Christopher Guest directing that movie. I want Ooh, it to I be. Now I want it to be the same way as as his his other best in show. All that with actors for your
4: consideration himself. is kind of that, but it's not, and that's why it sucks. It's because he's like it's kind of that, but not bad.
2: Is Christopher Guest still alive? I yes. don't know. Yes. But, he's, <laughs> but
4: He should not make this movie. <laughs>
0: Uh, please bring up Michael Campbell's uh, comment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you yes, go.
4: Michael. Yes, that's Michael. Co- that's
0: coho's <laughs> arguments in a nutshell. Coho, let's move on to your next film.
4: My next one is one that I think only Brian Michaels and Caleb Bowen have also seen, and Caleb Bowen watched it because I told him to. Uh, it's a movie called Duets uh, from 2000. Uh, this is a movie that oh, is super off. charming. It's super charming that I really like. Uh, but it's honestly not like a great movie. I just really like it because of the source material, but I think that there's a great movie in it. Um, if you don't know what duets is, it's an ensemble comedy about a bunch of different people who are um, I- entering into the world of karaoke from different angles and all end up meeting up at this final contest in um, Nebraska, I want to say Omaha, yeah. Um, and it's, it's really charming and funny and everyone kind of comes from different walks of life. There's some great performances, namely Paul Giamatti, uh, who's amazing in it, uh, and Andre Brower. And I think that you can make this movie better by focusing on mainly on one of those storylines and sort of moving the rest to supporting roles rather than uh, focusing on like eight different people at once. If they didn't juggle them very well. I think if you focus in on like the Andre Breyer, Paul Giamatti storyline and put modern, newer actors in it, you can have a lot of fun with that. There's a lot of fun to be had in a movie about a bunch of people who are just like kind of accidentally finding their way into karaoke or like there's like the main the, the main character one of them is literally played by huey lewis and he's like a karaoke uh he's a karaoke con artist where he like literally is like a hustler where he's like i bet not can outsing sing you and then he just does and makes like a thousand dollars a time and it's a stupid dumb thing but it's so charming with the right actor adam no i'm kidding uh but you can't you can't sing He can sing, so you know what? Adam Driver. Uh, But you can put anyone in that part, like all these different actors, and I think duets would be a lot of fun
0: Hi, my name's Andrew Barr. I love karaoke. Um, My go-to song is All These Things I've Done by the Killers. Um, I watched this movie today, actually. It was the last movie I watched before we started. And I, I... This is a movie that shouldn't work. Uh, this movie is better than it has any right to be. But you're right. It's not perfect. They focus so much on the Andre Brower, um, Paul Giamatti characters that the other characters do get lost. Um, so I agree with you that aspects of this movie should be remade. The problem is, it's a movie that is so of its time. Like, how many like big karaoke like contests do you
4: see now It it's it's not as i mean big. i mean right i mean right now probably not a lot bar because we kind of just well, went through something okay
0: don't don't bring reality into this this ain't reality tv i'm just um, saying
4: i think a lot of people i think you can i think you can update that maybe.
0: okay i'll dwell on it i think it's a, a little too much a product of its time but i think that there are if you were going to remake it the way that you pitched it is the correct way of doing it. So, there you I'll go. I'll put
4: an asterisk by it, and you can just basically be like, oh, people rediscovering Karaoke. There you go. That's how you get people into it.
0: There that could... There's your fix. That could work. Um, Ethan, tell me why you haven't seen this movie. Jacoby, tell me your thoughts.
1: You're yeah, muted,
3: I have not seen this movie because <laughs> I have only... Uh... I heard about it once briefly somewhere recently. Um, I like the concept; I think that's fun um, for like a you know karaoke contest or something like that. So, I can see it working. But I my worry is that if it was made nowadays, the soundtrack would be garbage, and it would cater to a yeah, lot of yeah. really really you know either young people or family people who just have really bad taste in music. So I want nothing to do with that. But Actually, that-
4: doesn't. He doesn't want this movie because it's not. It's all going to be like. People that you would hear of, and it's not going to be that indie band that Ethan likes to listen to. <laughs> it it's going to be the Vampire like, Weekend. I don't, you know,
3: mm-hmm. I don't need to hear like Taylor Swift uh, karaoke or whatever.
0: Why not? Scott,
4: Sorry, Scott that will be their Scott's opening going right now <laughs> Yeah, you guys in the
3: be. comments.
0: Also, real quick, I do want to say um, that is the saddest performance of Freebird I have ever seen it's in so
4: any good. movie. It's so good, though.
2: Jacoby, um, I actually haven't seen this movie either. I only, I only was angry about it because, Ethan, you heard about it recently because we talked about it because we both missed a duet's question <laughs> while for Full Metal Singles, where it's just about Paul Giamatti as a karaoke person. We were like, what the hell is this movie? That's right. <laughs> I guess American Splendor. Yeah, yeah. This is the only Paul Giamatti movie, so that's the only yeah. I have no... It's the so only so other movie one, he's one, ever been in. Yeah, yeah, so I think I'm a I'm a little biased. Yeah, Cinderella <laughs> Man,
4: Sideways don't exist. <laughs> yeah, they don't
2: <laughs> really at all. Big Fat Liar? Come on. What is uh, that? Um...
4: Yeah, so uh, I'm,
2: I, I don't know. I could, I could, uh, I can get behind a, a duet's remake because I know nothing about the original. But now I'm just going to be sad because I love Paul Giamatti. And if you're going to tell me whatever whoever you cast in the new one is going to be better than whatever Paul Giamatti and Andre Brower did in the original, I'm going to call you crazy. You know, what? Can, Sterling can, K. Yeah. Brown
4: replace Andre
2: Brower, Adam Driver. Oh my Paul God, Sterling K. Go. Brown and Adam
4: Driver. <laughs> Put Paul Giamatti in as the Huey Lewis character. Why not make him have him Huey be Lewis? That was
0: better than he had any right. To right. Be.
4: I was like, "Can he act? Yeah, I'm
0: like, can he?
4: <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> he's like Coho,
0: with yeah. that, let's move on to your number four.
4: My number four is um, maybe gonna get text, or I'm gonna get hate. Either way, it is the last Disney let's li- Uh, that's a lie. uh is the last Disney animation to live action remake I'm going to pitch, uh, and that's Treasure Planet. Yikes! There we go. Uh.
0: Cool. <laughs> oh, I can't wait, uh, Ethan. Let's move on to your number seven.
3: Yeah, my number seven is one that is uh, not such an original idea of a remake because it's been talked about for a long time. But it is uh, the Warriors. Um, this is not a movie that should be remade because the original is bad, and I think that it's rare that you get a really good movie that should be remade. But the Warriors is great. But I think that taking that story um, and putting it in a modern setting in New York City, but not in like the actual New York City we live in, like the 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 world, the New York City that is in 2020, from the world that the Warriors was in, with all these goofy, weird gangs of people in costumes and themes. Like, that is so much fun to me. That's such a great concept. Um, And I love a story where someone or a group of people have to get from one point to another point, and there's just a bunch of shit that happens along the way. Um, And very few movies do it as well as the Warriors do, does it? Um, And I think, uh, you know, you just have a, you could have endless possibilities for, for fun casting. You could put Adam Driver, you could put uh Sterling K. Brown and <laughs> the gangs. Paul Giamatti could be in there, whatever, you know. But I think that the the different fun gangs and the uh the uh the journey from from uh from somewhere in Manhattan, I don't remember where the movie starts, but anything in Coney Island would be would be really cool to redo without touching the original, because the original is great.
0: So I'm kind of with you I, I on the sense that I love movies where I love it, where it's just like they have to get from one destination to the next and like to all the other things that are happening along the way. Um, it, this one's just kind of a weird one because it, it when you watch it, it, it holds up kind of incredibly well to the point where I don't know if it needs to be remade. Um, it, it, it's so perfectly placed in when it was made that I don't know if an update to it is necessarily what this movie needs. Uh, however, it might be fun to see the outrageous costumes that would be created in the 2020s. Um, so I'm kind of interested. Uh, so, uh, no, but if it happens, I'd love to see what happens with it. Uh, Coho, Jacoby.
2: You're a studio head who's not going to bankroll it, but you're going to support it like <laughs> i'm gonna I'm gonna send it to our <laughs> indie team.
4: i uh, I just feel like this would be like remaking batman sixty six. Like I just don't think that like like that just feels like a movie that is kind of perfectly the way it is. like i I don't think I need to see that movie brought to today the way it was with like a modern lens on it. I think it's like a perfect little like this is the 70s and weird cheesy 70s stuff the way that Batman 66 is this is the 60s in your cheesy fun stuff so, so I don't know yeah
2: I, yeah I don't I don't remember a lot of the I saw it like years and years ago and I, and I honestly don't remember like a lot about it but from what I remembered about it just it, it felt like such a 70s type of vibe and stuff and so it's like it might be interesting to see what they do in the twenty twenties like like with that sort of concept and, and how they sort of move forward with it. But uh, it's not one I'm chomping at the bit to see. I'm not like, hey, I really want to I this movie should be remade. I want to I want to see that new Warriors update. Uh that ain't, that ain't me. And but I can't tell you much else about it because I don't remember much about the movie besides the, the bottle clinking. Scene.
1: Warriors. I just
2: I just remembered right now, I guess, from you guys saying they have to move from point A to point B that that's like the plot of the movie. So I didn't I don't I don't remember much about it.
3: <laughs> All right.
2: Uh, Ethan, let's
3: move
0: on to your number six, then.
3: All right, my number six. Another movie that has been talked about as a remake before, but I agree with it, and that is Flash Gordon.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> I I love the the original Flash Gordon. It is very cheesy. It's not good, but it's like it's fun, and there's a lot of cool space stuff in there. I'm a sucker for you know normal guy gets placed in outer space and has to deal with a bunch of aliens and evil people and crazy stuff, um, but The idea I have for Flash Gordon is that I want this movie to be treated with this like dark, not like serious, this isn't a serious idea, right? But you get Panos Cosmatos, director of Mandy and Beyond the Black Rainbow, get that guy to direct Flash Gordon, because you watch Mandy, that movie's already so cosmic and like crazy and out there, and they don't even go to space, but... The the visuals and the score and everything that Panos does with his concepts, I think that that would serve the uh, the world and story of Flash Gordon so well. Um, I'm not sure if you ke- you keep Ming uh, the Conqueror, or the Ming the Merciless, whatever his name was, uh, because that's pretty racist and outdated. Uh, you replace him with a new villain, cast Linus Roach again, or even better yet, cast Nick Cage as the villain and uh, get some young up and comer a um, slash Gordon. I don't know, maybe. Uh, Adam, Adam Driver. Driver would be a good, good choice. The young um, up-and-cover. Young, no, up yeah, young, young, young up and cover, Adam Driver.
4: Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about this young guy. His name Adam Driver. New
2: think, on the scene. Have you seen the show Girls? That's what he's famous for. <laughs> exactly. I think that visually, uh,
3: this, this thing would be spectacular to watch. And I want it to be crazy R-rated, insane, adventure through space, and kind of acid trippy. Hmm.
0: You know, Ethan... I haven't seen all of this movie. I've seen a lot of it, actually. I, I, it was on TV one time. But I wasn't sure. Let me ask you one question. Queen did the soundtrack for the original Flash Gordon. Who does the soundtrack for the new Flash Gordon? Ooh, oh,
3: Vampire a, Weekend.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's a
0: good question that I hadn't considered.
4: The only band Ethan listens to.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I like how you guys assume Vampire Weekend is the band I listen to. You're right, right. I'm Maybe sorry, Mumford school. and
4: Sons. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, kill me. Judah and the Lion.
3: I... I who kill me. Man. You know what? Because it's hot right now and I feel like I'll get a couple people in the chat on my side, let's have Sparks do it. Who? Sparks. Not? Not? <laughs> Jacoby's I'm... been
4: living in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> not
0: <laughs> that's
4: a a it yeah.
0: you know what yeah. Ethan everything you told me i'm in i would actually i would actually greenlight this yeah. i actually think that's a great idea i like ex- i like the person that you picked as director i think that's a really great idea um nicholas cage may not well we would talk more about nicholas cage i would i would want to see some screen Lotto, so, i mean I would want to see some screen tests, but you know what? I'm I'm in. I actually really like this the way you pitched it. So good job, uh, gentlemen. What do you guys think?
4: Burn this with fire. I never want to see Flash Gordon again, and everyone hear the name Flash Gordon again. I think that movie is terrible. I think this <laughs> character is terrible. I think everything about the character of Flash Gordon is awful. He's a quarterback for the fucking Jets. The Jets suck. You're gonna make a quarterback for the Jets today? Of course he runs into space. He's on the worst team in the NFL. Okay, so he's got nothing better to do. Flash Gordon sucks. They're not it's, the
0: Cincinnati Browns, at least.
4: Cincinnati, it's Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns, and both exactly. teams are better. Exactly. Both teams are both teams are significantly better than the Jets right now. <laughs> yes, the Browns were in the AFC like contention to go to the Super Bowl, dude.
2: Jacoby, so I was busy googling Sparks songs. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, uh, "When I'm with you, was that song like I 'I can't feel my face' when I'm with you? But I guess it's not the same when I." That is not That is not That's the weekend. That's the weekend. Doesn't sing. All right. It doesn't. Yeah, it does do that? Wow. Yeah. Does. Yeah. That that that's the weekend? Weekend. I'm learning a lot here. And okay. <laughs> <but back laughs> Back you know, with, yeah, with the culture, yeah, educate with the music culture. Uh, Flash Gordon. I've never seen any of Flash Gordon. I think it should have a new one because I just i I know I should watch Flash Gordon, and I just have no excitement to watch it at all because I just feel like I'm just not gonna like it. So uh, I'm one of those people. They should remake it for because I don't want to watch the original. Um, and ninety they-
1: percent of the time, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> 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 yeah,
4: sorry. Are you <laughs> though? No. Not at, all. not at all. And the truth comes out. All <laughs> my, right. My job's my favorite job I have. <laughs> all
0: right, Ethan. Let's move on to your number five. Uh I think we should have gotten to this sooner, actually. Uh we should have, yeah,
4: we, we yeah, messed up sure the ice. We messed up the
0: rules. ice. Okay,
3: okay. So should we flip flop? No, or? just just y'all just, yeah, just say now. it. Okay. All right, all right. My
0: number five is The Dark Tower. And we're going to start with you, uh, since you have it at a lower number. Uh, Jacoby, I think, actually had it lower than me. Sure. Right? Well, it's I, lower I, as in...
3: Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, The Dark Tower, as Jacoby was starting to say, um, it was massacred uh, a couple years ago when uh, they made it with Idris Elba and Anthony McConaughey. Not bad casting choices, honestly. They, they both could work very well in, this, in The Dark Tower. Um, but this is a seven book series that has so much going on in it. The the world that Stephen King has created, and I don't even think Stephen King's that good of a writer, I think he's a really great storyteller, but it, the stories are so strong that like you look past some of the dumb stuff, but <laughs> regardless, um, the first <laughs> J- 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 this, this series outraged. this series is yeah. right like <laughs> it's, it's got it's got like monsters, it's got multiple worlds and dimensions and universes. It's got like, it's got timelines. It's got like all this crazy stuff with all these different plots and all this. It's horror. It's western. It's it's action adventure. It's sci fi, um, fantasy. It's all of that rolled into one, and it it just it works as a really cool long drawn out story that's seven books long. And like, each book is basically its own different thing, and they all feel pretty distinct from each other. Um, Maybe the fifth and the or the sixth and the seventh are kind of mesh, but um, the first book is all set in mid-world this world that uh, the gunslinger comes from the f- the movie just completely butchered the uh, the the idea of the first book and the first story that the way that you should be introduced to the gunslinger and the man in black um and i think the the you just take the first book and make that a movie like you really don't change much about it you take the the framing device where you you know the gunslinger did something awful but you don't know what he did you follow along you, you meet the couple of characters he does something in that movie that's a very important choice for him early on that changes him and that comes back later on um and you just go through these books and adapt them in in order almost i could see it like it's like a perfect structure already um and there's some racist stuff in the books that you could take out i'm sure jacoby knows what i'm talking about uh, but i just think it's a great it's a great idea and concept and world that has not been done justice.
2: Yeah, and I guess to, to piggyback off of that, this to go, everything that he says is, is correct. This is such a great world and great story. And I'll admit that that they tried the first adapting the first book is hard because Roland is 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 a is a is a not a super he's not supposed to be like a likable-esque character because as he kind of grows into the franchise and he gets his cotet and he gets his family and stuff, he grows into someone who gets this family back. But starting off at the, at that point at the beginning is really tough for any franchise, but the way that the movie did it just like they, they made it more family friendly esque way. And i the exact choice that you're the choice that they make in the movie. Anyone who's read the book and seen the movie knows the choice that he makes and the way that they changed that. And yes, I, 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 guess I can't really expand on it more than Ethan has because he, he said everything so well, but this is a movie that deserves to be remade um, to be done properly. Um, but I, okay, no, I will disagree. And the fact that maybe the first book isn't the best place to start with because it's such a hard access point, even though for people like, you know, you and me, we'd love that because I just think that taking right. this time in order to do that would be great. But I understand why they made the choices they did in order to try to get appealing. And maybe there's a different starting point. Maybe there's a different way to do it. But all I know is that the way they did it was hot garbage. And, and they had something really special there that they could have used. Um, and they didn't know how to access that at all. But as you said, great casting could have been worked with the cast that they had, um, and it, it could have been a next big thing, but I think they, they tried to rush things too soon and do a lot of just wrong stuff, just wrong choices when it comes to ad- adapting. <laughs> but Stephen King's work is so hard to adapt, I think. I, I disagree with you when you say he's not a good writer. I think oh, he's, I think a, he's great not a great writer. writer. I, don't think, not I
3: think he's, I think I he's a, a great, great storyteller write, maybe not a great I, writer.
2: I, I just think he's I, so, it's, it's, it's tough to adapt his stuff to screen. I don't think that ever really works out a whole, like, doesn't work. More often than not, it does not work. You, you have,
4: like, you can count on one hand the amount of times where it works out, and then, like, the infinite amount of times where it no, really like, sucks.
2: Yeah, it's like, oh, they, they're fa- very faithful to the stuff, and it's like, when they're very faithful, they don't, it's not very right. good at all.
4: Yeah, like so, Shawshank and Doctor Sleep and The Shining and 11, 22, 63, and that's, like, Green it. Mile. Green Mile, and that's, like, it.
0: Yeah. 1408's actually not bad. Um, oh, i do it. So, I watched this movie for the first time last night. Uh, I didn't know that this was a YA dystopia series. It's <laughs> not. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so, how many books would you say that this was trying to do? All of them. It like in an hour and a half movie.
3: It takes Bullshit. things from all seven books and matches it, almost all seven books and matches it together.
2: But none of the none of the really important stuff. <laughs> no, in an hour
0: stuff. and a half long movie.
2: Yeah. Bullshit. Um, you guys are right. Uh
0: I haven't read the books, but having watched the movie and heard you guys talk about it, the fact that they tried to do this in an hour and a half long movie, a shot and acted as if it was a YA dystopia novel, not the way to go. Um, yeah, everything you're saying and everything I saw makes me agree with you guys exponentially. This movie needs to be remade. Give it a little time to breathe, but absolutely, this movie needs to be remade. There's so much potential in this storyline. As you guys said, Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey, they're not bad in their roles. They're actually pretty good. But I also just hated all of that fish-out-of-water shit. Oh, like, yeah. when once he gets to, what was it called? Delta Earth or something like that? Um, Keystone Earth. Once they get to Keystone Earth, god, it just goes off the rails and it's trying to be a completely different movie than what it was already going for, which was already bad. Um, Coho, have you seen this trash?
4: No, but I, I've, I've been pitched on, on reading the books before, and the way it was pitched to me is that it's the thing that sort of ties all of Stephen King's work together, yeah. um, and that makes me interested in reading it alone. So I will probably read all seven books um, and never watch this movie.
0: Move. Fair enough. Uh, Ethan, we will be moving on to your number four.
3: Yeah, people are going to disagree with this one. Um, I am going with Incredibles 2.
4: You're insane. What? And
3: <laughs> that's because this is a fine animated movie. It's like it's fine. It's 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 just the Incredibles with a new villain, and it's just a lesser version of the Incredibles. Um, what I when they first when they finally were like, all right, we're doing the Incredibles too, they had talked about it for years, right? And let me just check really quick how long of a gap there 14. was. 14 years. 14, years. 14 years, thank you guys. Um, 14 years. What I wanted from this movie was a sequel that continued the story 14 years later. I wanted yeah. the family, the Parr family, grown up. I wanted the, the you know, Helen and, and I don't remember, uh, Bob, right, wow. to be it's grandparents and the kids to have kids, whatever. I think there's so much interesting yeah. stuff you could have done with that. And that's a really, that's a, a, a story that to me that justifies a sequel. It's something that is completely different. It's new. Uh, it deals with those themes of family in a different way. Um, and it could have just been really fun and interesting to explore as opposed to a sequel that literally is just like another story in this universe. It doesn't, it's just like, we didn't, it just like, didn't, in my opinion, justify itself to exist. And it's not that great to me. Um, I think we should have been in the future of that world with them 14 years later. It would have been awesome. So
0: this one's, this one's kind of hard. Uh, when I first saw this movie, I really liked it a lot, and then I saw it again, just a few days later, and went, "Oh no, <laughs> this this might not be as good as I remember it being." Um, I, I still think that there's strong enough elements in it. It's not like it's not one of the worst things that Pixar's ever put out, but I, you're you're pitching just an entirely new movie, um. a different storyline. It's not necessarily a remake as much as probably like a third or a fourth movie in this series. Right.
3: Well, it could be at this point, I guess. (laughs)
2: Right. Still, just do that. Ethan, start working on your spec script. Uh, Jacoby, Coho, boss. Uh, I'll go. You're going to have more. You seem very more. So I'll start first. I'll just say, yeah, Credibles 2 was all right. Like it was fine. Like, uh, do I think it needs to be remade? No. Not necessarily. I think it did, did, did some things are did okay. It's not worth. I'd rather have a sequel, Incredibles three, explaining the storyline you just pitched. Um, yeah, but I still like you know parts of Incredibles. If we if if Incredibles two was remade to what you wanted, we would never see Jack Jack fight a raccoon, and we all needed that in our lives. So, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Make it a
3: Pixar short. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I and I liked what they did with that. The the I don't if your pitch would have altered the the story of what they were trying to tell of kind of trying to, I don't know if they did this successfully, but what they were trying to do of switching the perspective between with Bob and Helen and making Helen kind of the hero and Bob has to kind of sit back and accept that. I like that idea. Uh, I don't think it was executed well um, or that well, but I just I thought it could have been done better. But if we remake it, then we wouldn't have got that. Um, so that's, that's my issue with remaking it. So I think there's a good kernel of the story in Incredibles 2 that we just didn't get. Yeah. I think Incredibles 2 is good. I like it exactly
4: the way it is. I don't want to remake. Uh, I will agree that it wasn't the movie that I wanted. The movie that I wanted was exactly kind of the same thing. 14 years later, about a Dash who's living in the legacy of his parents, who are adults, Violet, who's like a Nightwing character, and Jack-Jack and Dash being older kids now and try to figure out what it means to be their own hero, and then also have them go back to an and fight a new villain uh, that actually kills Frozen. Anyway, uh, it, I think it'd be a, dar- a darker Incredibles 3 would be really cool, and I want that idea, but that's not what we got, and I think Incredibles 2 is good the way it is, because the movie that I just talked about is not Pixar and not the, what they would do with an Incredibles 2. So like, what, what you pitch is, is a movie I'd love to see, but I, I think they can make an Incredibles 3 that's darker. I don't know why we have to get rid of what we have already. So you know, yeah. I, I
3: will admit that, and I feel really dumb right now. I had never even considered the fact that they could just do that <laughs> make so, another Incredibles movie? In but I was like, yeah, they they ruined the thing. They, they, the <laughs> they did it.
4: Yeah. Charlie, I'm not hiding from your comment. I'm about to clarify. When we did mid-season co hoskers, yes, I nominated him for best actor for incredibles too when it was July. Wait, just best actor in general? We, where we did mid-season, middle-of-the-year co op 2018. Not, even, not
0: best actor in an animated
4: movie? Just we don't like, have not that category, best just best actor. actor? Just best, best actor. actor? I put him in my seven for best actor for the middle-of-the-year 2018, because I think he's You're a movie. whore!
2: Was he seven? Was he number seven? Yeah, he You're was literally
4: whore. number seven.
2: <laughs> okay. He was he's literally my number seven,
4: because how many movies that I seen in the middle-of-2018 that I was, like, Oscar-worthy?
2: I guess seven. <laughs> yeah, like
4: seven movies. <laughs> so... Cody misquoting me. Anyway, okay, I don't.
0: Good. I don't believe that's a misquote. Uh, anyway, uh, we're getting into the thick of things now. Uh, we're gonna go through uh, the threes and twos and ones uh, all separately. So, Jacoby, what is your number three? Uh,
2: my number three is an '80s movie. Okay, how should I start this off? the universal monster type of stuff has failed horribly. They keep trying. They keep failing. They don't know what to do with this properties. They don't know what to do with these characters. They don't know how to do this. So I think they should revisit something that actually worked, I think, in the 80s and was, uh, I think it was in the 80s, something that was really fun. And that is The Monster Squad. Um, 1987, yes. The uh, the Monster Squad, I think, is a super fun time at the movies, kind of pitting kids against the most famous monsters of all time, um, everything like that. And I think that's a framing it, and it's it's both funny but also a little dark it's like family friendly but then it gets like pretty serious and i just like the vibe it has and that's because you have someone like Shane Black writing it and i think the beauty of remaking something like the monster squad is that Shane Black can remake this like yes, his last movie, The Predator, was a big miss. Uh, but we know that that Shane Black is a talented writer, and he can he can direct when you know if it's not The Predator, I guess. Um, but it, doing something like the Monster Squad, giving him the reins to write and direct an updated version that uses the monster Universal Monsters characters as as both villains that for for a new group of teens or, or kids to to fight against is. 10 times better than whatever they're, they're trying to do with making these monsters into superheroes and to do all this stuff. Um, it's a fun eighties movie. And I just think it could also make be a because when I, when I think about movies that should be remade, I try to think of it in terms of yes. And the, like, they, they, it feels great for the eighties, but what could this be like in 2020? And I think in 2020 version of, of the monster squad, I think would be a lot of fun in a lot of different ways. So uh, yeah, I want the monster squad removed. So this is a movie that
0: is very 80s. Um, this is early Shane Black. This is like after Predator but before um, like the, his 90s stuff yeah uh, Shane Black. and um, you know what? Shane Black can still write really good movies hey, let's look at the nice guys. Um, and this is a movie when I think about it. I could totally see working. Uh, Maybe we can attach Edgar Wright to this. I think that Edgar Wright would be a really good director for this. Um, I think that it is a movie that you can adapt for now, and it would still be just as fun. Uh, And I think it would look a little bit better than some of the practical effects in the original do.
2: A little bit, yeah.
0: A little bit? Uh, so you know what? I'm on board with this. This is, uh, yeah, you would get my money for this one if I was a big uh, movie producer. I mean, I am, but
2: if <laughs> I my, my checks, it, my check's check in the it, mail.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, hope, I think that's a good idea. I think that that could be
3: that could be really fun. I, I would ask Jacoby, would you do the same monsters or do you do new monsters?
2: I'd like that you keep the core of at least uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, the Mummy uh swamp thing i think needs more time and even, yeah no i'd keep them all i don't know th- i don't know if there's anyone who i'd replace into do it because i think they're all iconic characters and they can all they can be fleshed out a little bit more and they all bring something new to the table so i think that's a perfect five squ- squad of monsters i think would be cool I, maybe i wouldn't put dracula as the leader um i I'd, I'd may give hand over the reins to to somebody else like what a, what a mummy-led monster squad would look like what a play by the
4: Played by the guy who plays the in 1999's The Mummy.
2: If on uh, the guy, by Adam puts respect no, on Adam bad, the sure. name. Sorry,
4: oh, Arnold Vosloo. No, it's not even Arnold Vosloo. It's just Brendan Fraser
2: is playing ben the Fra- mummy. I put him in the I'm sure I put him in. Oh, so Brendan Fraser I'm as going. the mummy? As oh the my god! Here you go. Here's your plan. My money.
4: I'm about to make his idea better. You take the pro tags from all the modern updates that you like and make them the villain of as the character. Brendan Fraser, whatever. Frankenstein, one you liked. I don't give a Not shit. James, James, James McAvoy, Aaron, Aaron Eckhart. whoever you Adam like, Richard. Luke Evans, Benicio Del Toro. As, Benicio Del Toro as, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. I'm it like.
2: sounds great. As the Wolfman. And then and then Actually,
4: uh, and then you this, just then you gender bend Invisible Man, to Invisible Woman, and make it a list of There you go.
2: And that would be this, perfect because that's what Shane Black would do. That's if someone like Shane Black, he would write that script. That's how awesome. he would approach it and how he would want to cast it. That'd be fun. Honestly, this I'll say is I Dark like, Universe I want.
4: I would say I would like this movie. I'd be interested in this movie. I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, but I also want to air my grievance that we never got the Russell Crowe, Jekyll and Hyde movie from the Derek Universe because the only great scene in the Mummy remake is when Russell and Crowe plays Jekyll and Hyde.
2: <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong but because that is the only good scene it's in that the, movie. It's, it's so-
4: the, it was the only moment where I was watching this movie and I perked up and went, oh, shit, something awesome is happening.
2: <laughs> I think a Russell Crowe, Jekyll and Hyde movie still could be good. Sure, put uh put Russell Crowe in the Jekyll and Hyde role, but instead of you know how they they, they consult the German to like consults the uh, the diary, make it uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Russell oh, Crowe love that! There you go. You
0: know what, Jacoby, start working on this. Actually, I think you have a really good idea here. Yeah, yeah start wearing it. <laughs> Yarn, yarn. Yeah.
4: Uh, all right, we're gonna move on to co-host three. Okay, so my number three. Um, if you've hung out with me on calls before, uh, you've heard many you times. probably have heard me bring up this movie idea before um, because I have actually worked on trying to make a thing for it, uh, The Haunted Mansion. I think The Haunted Mansion is a movie that can be really cool, especially if you take it from live action and now change it to an animated movie. If you make it a Disney animated movie um, and you keep the spirit of the ride and you put a little bit more of an adult flavoring to it, Kane and I came up with this idea three years ago, um, and I don't want to talk about it too much in case I actually... Can maybe do this someday, but I will say The Haunted Mansion is something that is prime for a remake. Uh, The ride itself has a lot of fun mythology and lore that you can bring into it. It also is just one of the more fun ambiances that you can find at Disneyland and Disney World. It's that ride and that idea of doing a spooky feeling. And Disney has never actually quite made a movie besides like Coco maybe that actually directly deals with death. Uh, in a meaningful way as, like, the major driving instrument of its film and its meaningness, and coming to terms with death and grief and loss. Um, and I think doing that in a movie, using the Haunted Mansion as a vehicle, could be really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, Haunted Mansion is something that should be remade.
0: I don't hate this idea. Um, the Haunted Mansion, it's one of my all-time favorite. Disney they live are, action
4: movies? Sorry, they are remaking this now, and I'm really mad because that means that my idea is probably not going to happen. Um, anyway.
0: Don't worry, get Caleb Bowman I heard that he's really good at taking care of things um, yeah. and making things disappear. Uh, I actually really like The Haunted Mansion. It's one of my favorite Disney live-action films. Um, is it a great movie? No. It's <laughs> no, not it's not.
4: I, I enjoy it, too. It's fun. Yeah.
0: I enjoy this movie a lot. Um, so... You know what? I'd be interested to see what a uh, a new interpretation of this movie could possibly be. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll send it down to the B team for now. Um, Jacoby, Ethan, your thoughts on uh, the haunted mansion?
2: <laughs> oh, okay, go first. Uh, the- that, yeah, I think your your picture school making an animated movie, I think it puts an interesting spin on it. Dealing with death and grief would be something that would be pretty cool. Something I didn't really approach that, that, that IP as something that it could do, but it totally could. Um, and I'm looking at it now. So I guess the remake that's that's Lakeith Stanfield and Tiffany Haddish are the ones who are in talks to star as of three hours ago.
4: Mm, um, love Lakeith,
2: is, don't love Tiffany. but Yeah, agreed. Yeah, um, so that's going to be interesting. But just hearing that, and and but but hearing the way that you want to do it and go about that, yeah, I'd put I'd watch an animated Haunted Mansion movie, and the the way that I think that's just an interesting step forward in the way that they adapt these Disney park uh, rides into something that aren't very similar to each other, but it does something different with them. And I think your way kind of does that. Um, so I'd be on board for it. Um, I
3: would be on board for remake, but I kind of think this is the type of movie that should stay live action. Um, I think that this is the kind of movie where you, you do a family thing, but it's also kind of creepy and, and, um, and it's spooky, you know? Um, and I feel like the live action, like when I was a kid and that movie came out, like there were legitimate scenes that scared me. Like the, the, right. the crypt, the, the crypt scene or whatever that was like, that really scared me a lot. Stuff like Terrence that. Terrence Stamp but in general. Terrence Stamp is always creepy. Uh, bring him back. Uh, yeah. So I like it as a live action. I do think it could use a remake. Um, I'm not super excited about this new one. I feel like it's not gonna be very good.
4: I wish Guillermo del Toro got to make this. That, yeah.
3: yes, ah, yes. That's a yes, I agree.
4: I think this would have been really cool. Didn't
2: he try that? Does that sort of Crimson Peak is basically I mean,
3: Crimson that, Peak right? Crimson that,
4: is, but... is the movie he made when they like when his movie fell apart, and he was like, "I still want to make a haunted mansion movie that isn't the haunted mansion." Now, <laughs> Made Crimson Peak.
0: That would have been so good. Uh, Ethan, moving on to your number three. Yes, sir.
3: This is a movie that was previously yikes, uh, Treasure Planet.
0: Yes.
3: So, do I speak about it? Yeah, or? you start. Okay. you go first. So, I um, there's not like too much I would say about this. Honestly, it's just it's a movie that's pretty ripe for a live action remake. Um, one of the few that I think Disney should have remade as live action, like before something like The Lion King, which makes no sense. Um, it's a it's a big space adventure. It's a, it's a an old story that just works like in any time period. If someone hears that pirate story, they love it. Um, it's exciting. It's fun. The villain, Long John, I mean, he's like one of the best uh villains um that there has been in a disney movie and he's very like nuanced he's he he is a good guy in a way but he's also like he has conflicting moments and he does really like dark stuff and there's death in that movie like i just think you do that on a big like intergalactic scale and it would be awesome that's that's really all i will say about it
4: space pirates complex characters (laughs) Give me another one of these. I love the Treasure Planet movie that we have. I think it's great. I love this movie. But I also would love to see that scene where they're switching through the gates and seeing all the different planets in live action. I would love to see John Silver and and um, Jim in the longboat flying with a new original song underneath it. Or another I'm Still Here moment with another song. Or even just keep I'm Still Here. Uh, but like, I love the dynamic of Jim and John Silver. And I think you can give two new actors a shot at that. I think you could just totally blow this thing into a giant space adventure that at the heart of it is really just about belonging and uh, and looking for a male, a positive male role model in your life. Um, is kind of like a really endearing, beautiful story. Treasure Island is one of the greatest classic stories I've been ever. Uh, it's just a universal tale that I think is so good. And I think Treasure Planet... Um, really gets to the core of why that idea is great and then puts it in space and gives you pirates that fly through black holes and open up gates and portals to a billion different planets and has a map that is still the coolest treasure map that I've ever seen in a movie in that little sphere that blows up and shows you the entire galaxy. I'm just saying, and Morph is such a cool sidekick that you can do so many things with. I think Treasure Planet is just so ripe for a live action remake with so many possibilities on how to bring that into live action and translate it well, give that to like any any great director and just let them have fun. You just give that to like Gore Verbinski. Give, <laughs> yes, give Gore Verbinski a pick giant space pirates movie. Just just give a name. Gore <laughs> Verbinski a giant space pirates movie. I will watch Pirates of the Caribbean in space made by Gore Verbinski all day. Like I, the person that I'd really like to see do it, honestly, would be like so Adam incredible. Driver. Sam Mendes. I actually think Sam Mendes doing a space movie is something I've waited to see for a while. 1917 is really well made. I think he's like a great director on a technical level. So translate it to space. And he, I think to see what a Sam Mendes space movie w- would look like would be really visually interesting and cool. And I also know he can do characters really well because he's done him well in, like, every movie he's ever directed. <laughs> like, American Beauty, he directs character dynamics and relationships super well. Uh, the best Bond movie is literally Skyfall, and that's because it's about a familiar relationship between M and Bond. Like, I just think he handles everything that I want in a treasure plan movie well, given treasure plan.
2: What a swerve so, there at the end.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: I'm gonna, uh, somewhere out in the distance, uh, Mike Hanley is screaming. It's a great fucking movie. And you know how we make it an even greater fucking movie? Adam we make fucking it, Driver. Okay. We, yeah, yes. We make it a live action movie. With Kurt Russell as Long Kurt John. Kurt
4: Russell as Long John Silver. Let's go. I actually like that casting a lot.
0: Y'all. That's I'm, a
3: great choice.
4: That's yeah. a great casting yeah. choice. I love this pick.
0: I would give you all the money for this if it wasn't for the fact that Disney's only doing the previously successful movies. I would give you all my money for this. Take my money right now. Go make it. Get whoever you want to direct it. I'm on board. Jacoby, why did you um, forget this one?
2: I like... because My thing is, I'm fine with Treasure Planet the way it is. I don't think it needs an expansion. My problem with making it turning it into this live action type movie, I think you're gonna lose a lot of the coolness of of how that looks on the big screen. I think if I was going to remake it, I would I would also, I would honestly remake it in, in animation. I would do something because I think the limits of what we can do with animation can open up space and and all the worlds and all the wackiness that Treasure Planet deserves. Um, onto this greater scale than we could ever get. It's like I don't know why what's in my head. Like the the final act of the Mitchells versus the Machines is like this this big epic. By the way yeah. that the, what they do with animation in order to do that. they did something like that with Treasure Planet while also expanding on the story because I think that Treasure Planet as of now is too short of a movie um, I, yeah. I think it could be much longer in order to to flesh out the the relationship between Jim and uh, and Long John basically um, but I think so if I I'm on board with your idea I was I didn't know I wanted Sam Mendes to direct the space movie but I'm like maybe yeah that'd be pretty cool <laughs> if you think um, about it how has he not it's so weird that he seems like he would do something with like dealing with the man's place in the universe type thing um and but again if it was if it was me i would just invest money in making it a longer updated animated movie um but that and we
0: completely changed ben from being an incredibly annoying character to an incredibly likable character
4: all Uh, all right just martin short's an incredibly annoying actor that's all it is what possibly i I like martin short but he can be incredibly annoying in every role he's ever played.
2: He invented
0: chill. (laughs) (laughs) With that, Jacoby, we are
2: moving on to your number two. My number two. Okay, what is, I'm actually kind of staying in a similar type of headspace as my last one, but I'm taking my pitch in a bit of a different direction for this. I think, so, when this original movie was made, it was during the time when action heroes were all the rage, right? It was everything. It was, it was it dominated the box office. Those were our action blockbusters or action heroes. So that's why, uh, the, this movie, uh, the last action hero, um, hit so well because it kind of plays on the tropes of 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 the action hero of, of what it did and, and poked fun at that. So, and I think an interesting way to take a new pitch instead of just remaking the last action hero and making it about action heroes, you make it like the last superhero or something. Exactly else. where and, I wanted you to go with it. Yes, exactly yes. because like, and you get so, I don't I, I don't have exact cast in my head, but I like throwing like Chris Evans in the thing, like going back revisiting his or just or someone like that a Chris Evans type revisiting some of uh, some of the most famous superhero movies from the last 15 to 20 years and kind of evaluating how that's kind of changed and grown. I think that's the way you remake that movie um, because I think superheroes are so dominant in our, um, in our, in our theaters and everything in our film. Like right now, I think we're getting to the point where the movies are going to start coming out where we're more, they're doing different takes and different beats and different, you know, everything about that and more critiquing and analyzing them. And I think something like the last superhero, which I know, again, I use Shane Black in the last one, but um, there's probably someone else who could do better, uh, with the story of who's more in touch with like the superhero culture, James but Dunn. yeah, Take exactly, like a, like a James. what Would you say Taika? Yeah, or even like a, yeah, like a Taika Waititi or a James Gunn could do great with kind of analyzing um, superheroes of like what it means to be a superhero character in this day and age when the when the marketplace is just flooded with it. Um, and I think that'd be I think that'd be a really cool concept. Um, that's why I want the Last Superhero um, as my remake of the Last Action Hero. So I watched this for the first time yesterday. What? Wild. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Watch there's a, lot, there's a lot of movies that you'd be surprised I haven't seen, Jacoby. Uh, you would have lost with me as a team partner. Um, and so originally, before you pitched this, I was thinking to myself, how do you do this today? Because action movies are not the same as they were back in like the early 90s, late 80s when they were like cheesy, like, big muscular guys being, like, look look at, like, how strong and cool I am at the same time. Now with things like Fast and the Furious, where it's dark and gritty, but still, like, stupid. Um, and then you pitch this. And I'm on board. Uh, I think that is a great idea of how to remake this movie. Uh, you get a lot of, the. Uh, you get this, like, produced by, like, Disney, uh, it could actually no. really work.
4: Don't,
2: don't let um, Disney do it. Disney will fuck it up. Don't let Disney do it. But yeah, it, 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 they're gonna make it so fan. we are gonna get like a Space Jam Two <laughs> as thing. You know, like, <laughs> <more> <laughs> <about> <laughs> how great our superheroes hey, are superheroes? Maybe Disney was the wrong. You
4: gotta give it to a studio that has nothing to lose by yes. making this movie. It has no stake in the game. Give it a fucking MGM. Like, <laughs> yeah, there
0: you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you get, I, I, you understand, um, and I understand where you're going with it, Jacoby. Uh, you know what? As your agent, uh, I shouldn't have pitched Disney, but as your agent, I will pitch this to whoever you want. Uh, you. Ethan Coho, thoughts?
4: This is a great um, idea, and I think that this should be remade. Um, and I I might slightly uh help you beat me this week by giving me the idea maybe Michael Keaton make it more make it more in touch with like someone who's like an icon of that genre, sure. maybe even like a Christian Bale. Like you pick someone who like you can iconically say that is the yeah. definition of someone who you would think of when you think of like superhero movies for the last 30, 40 years and you like make it run. The way that Henry Cavill. Art, no. but the way that you, the way that you think <laughs> of like Adam like, Driver.
2: My thing was Ben <laughs> Adam I'm just so gonna cross that off my list.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but like the way that you think yeah, of Arnold he. as like the definitive action star when you got to the nineties. Like you gotta find the definitive action star for superhero movies for the last forty years. And I think like Michael you could argue is one of the names that would come up. Uh, I would honestly probably go Chris Pratter for Chris Evans just because I think he lends himself a little bit more to the leading action man role more than Chris Evans in that way. And has a little bit more of a comedic range to play with the way the last action hero needs. Um, than Chris Evans says, but I think that's a great idea. It should happen. Um,
3: I like the idea a lot. Uh, I do not like what Coho is pitching. I do not like Chris Pratt in that role. Um, <laughs> I like Chris Evans cause I, he is funny. He doesn't get the chance to be funny that much, but he is a funny actor. Um, I, I like think Chris that's enough. a great idea. Yeah. I, I think that, um, not at all. Disney would, that would be awful. Um, awesome. I think I agree with Coho.
4: A24 for Beller or nothing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know that would be fucking great. Don't even deny it. I actually agree with Coho though. Give it to like a studio that just will go balls out with it. Um, I think that's a that's an interesting way to do it. And that's like one of the last remaining things that you could do that would be interesting for a superhero movie now. Cause I think there's so many like new takes on superhero movies that have been done. And I think that's a, that's a good way to do it.
2: Man. I wish I would have ended on this one. Yeah, for real. <laughs> All right, uh, Coho, what is
0: your
4: number two? Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and do this now. Um. That's textbook pandering. Uh, my number two is Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, this is one of the musicals that I think lends itself super strong to a remake. The 70s movie is terrible because their conceit for making this movie is we're just the cast of the Broadway show that went out to Israel and just did the show in the middle of the desert for no one. And then the ending is the guy who played Jesus might have actually been Jesus. And that's the movie. And it's terrible. Uh, But the thing that Jesus Christ Superstar, I think, has that not a lot of musicals do have is that you can update this in really cool ways. My favorite version of this is the 2012 uh, version that they have with Tim Minchin as Judas. I think it's my favorite staging of it because what they do is they put it today. It happens today. And, like, um, you have – uh, takes with the media portraying the uh, the 12 as they're called as sort of this uh, sort of like um, outspoken social group, uh, m- like social movement. And you have uh, the the Pharisees are sort of actual, just like extra legal political operatives that are sort of like, have a lot of say in the government. And you can like, you can play with the idea of updating it in a modern sensibility and giving them like modern looks and like really leaning into that rock sound today and updating the music's instrumentation and Jesus Christ superstar would be really cool. And I think that that's something that translates itself really well, the film. Uh, I think this is a story that on its own merit is pretty transcendent of time. um, And that it's sort of that universal story of, of two men uh, and their, and their relationship at the end of their lives. And I think that um, the story of Judas and Jesus is such a cool story that has never been done extremely well on film and i think this musical is the best attempt at telling their story in any medium um except maybe the original medium uh and i think that the musical uh it has such great songs heaven on their minds has yet to be done well on film and it's my one of my favorite opening numbers in the history of film plus superstar is one of the best closers like i just think it has great music throughout you can make a great updated movie musical out of this get you know great singers make a movie
0: um first of all, how dare you insult Carl Anderson like that
4: he's uh, the only good he, thing in the movie the he gives
0: thing. a great performance of heaven on their minds yes, in this movie yes
4: but it's not my favorite
0: um so there was a weird moment in the 70s where uh musicals about the Bible uh, were starting to pop up uh this was one of them. They got Norman Jewison to direct this, which was a good pick, but just did not work out well. Yeah. Um, And you know what? I'm buying this. I actually really like this idea. Uh, It's the only really good Andrew Lloyd Webber musical, so we actually need to preserve this. It's his only good one. Yeah, so we actually need to preserve this and hold this to the standards that people think Cats and fan of the opera is. And we need to represent it to the world and be like, no, this is how it could be good. This is how Andrew Lane Weber could be good. Uh, I like the ideas of how you said it in modern times. I think that could really work. It actually has like an a, a extra interesting level to it.
4: Oh, and make, um, the, temple, so you make know the, what? the temple like a club? Like, why isn't that a thing? Like, the temple is such a weird moment in the actual... Movie and story. You're you're starting to push. You're starting All to push right.
0: it. Let's just keep it to Sorry. capitalism and the marketplace. Um, but you know what? You know what? I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead with this one. Yeah let's let's send it up to uh, let's send it up to the main guys at the studio. Let's get to a couple of uh, directors and producers on it, uh, gentlemen. Jesus Christ Superstar.
3: Uh, I've never seen Jesus Christ Superstar. Um, so like you know maybe I would watch a remake. I feel like I should watch the original first.
0: I I don't know. You know maybe.
4: Watch, watch any stage show version before you watch the movie.
0: Yeah, I would watch the stage show version.
4: If you can, watch the 2012 one with Tim Minchin and uh, what's his name? Ben Foster? Forster? Forster. Forster. Uh, it is really good. Um
0: legend's great.
3: So and your,
4: you second, your second best option is the one with John Legend and uh Brandon Victor Dixon. Oh, hold Samaria. on. I'm
0: not sure. I'm not quite I'm not sure not about that. that. It's not quite that sure. The way good. that John Legend throws a chair in that is the most unbelievable I, chair throw I've ever seen.
4: Okay, but I'm just saying it's the second best version you can
2: get. It's still better than the movie.
0: I don't know about that. Uh, Jacoby. <laughs> Alice Cooper's great
2: in that.
0: You might be losing uh, points on this co I
2: guess I haven't seen it either. For this whole time, I was thinking of this was you were trying to pitch a J- joseph and the amazing technical <laughs> that's what i thought that's what i thought in my head it's Like i see i've seen a version of that somewhere it's like then i realized it's it's not that so i realized i know nothing about this movie or, or
4: anything about that so it's just um, the last week of their lives before the
2: end so yeah so i think that'd be i think that'd be fun i'm on board i'd watch it I'd, I'd i'd be a producer and be like yeah, i don't know anything about the other sure sounds good you did <laughs> I'm on board. I like musicals. Give so, it to uh, anyone but Rob Marshall. <laughs> that guy Tom like, Rob Marshall's available. Rob Marshall, Tom, Rob Marshall
4: yeah. Tom Hooper. Stay far away from this movie. Far they're away.
2: Co-direct, they're co-directing it. They, they, they no!
4: Know.
0: Remember, Jacoby, things that you say, uh, even if it's not your movies, can and will be taken into effect and account What? Uh, in your grades. Uh, no. Ethan, let's go to your number two before Jacoby digs a deeper hole.
3: Uh, number two... It's one of my favorite movies. It's uh, a movie from the '70s. It's a horror movie. It is Phantasm. Um, now, this is a movie that I love. It's one of my favorites, but I agree that with a lot of criticisms that I've heard of it, uh, that it is, there's a lot of problems with it. Um, it's very cheap. Uh, it's a little all over the place. The ending is a bit silly. Um, but the the core concept of it is so it's so cool for a horror movie that you can take that concept and redo it. And fix some of the things that you know maybe we're not working about the original. Uh, the concept is basically that this kid sees this this guy, the tall man, um, who is this otherworldly guy, running this uh, this funeral home, and uh, shit just goes crazy. And um, basically, there's interdimensional dwarves. There's uh, there's portals. There's uh, an ice cream man who fights the tall man, like. There's all this crazy stuff in there that I just think is so fun, and the characters are good, and the tall man is such a great villain, and the score is incredible. Um, you do something similar, you bring the score back. J.J. Um, Abrams is a huge fan of this movie. I don't want him doing it. I think he would make a really uninteresting Fantastic Movie. But he's a big
2: fan. Don't want him doing it.
3: <laughs> he loves this movie. Let's get that movie remade, J.J. I know you're watching. Let's get it made. Um, it's just I, I really like this movie, but I think that there's it, it, it suffers from certain things that you could fix and. The concept could go even bigger. Like, they barely touch on the interdimensional stuff in the original because it's expensive to do that kind of stuff. And I think you could go all out crazy with it and do that in um, a remake.
0: So, I watched this movie for the first time today. Fuck you. I hated this. <laughs> um, I hated this so, so much. Oh, this movie's great. Fuck you. Um, I like, I understand the appeal of it in like a, a cheesy B movie kind of sense, but. You the way you sell it is a lot more interesting than this movie actually is. I just don't um, know what the movie is. I mean, you said there, there's an ice cream man fighting a tall man, and I'm like expecting like ice cream cones to be going through the chest of this guy. Um, but you know what? In a crazy way. I kind of see what I kind of want to see what a remake of this would look like. Um, who's the guy who, direct, who directed like the um, the Evil Dead remake? Fede Alvarez. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. He could do a good. Yeah, Fede Alvarez be might fun. be actually a good pick to uh, a direct pick. a remake.
3: Or if, um, not do, if he's not busy with Flash Gordon, you get Panos Cosmatos
0: on this one. We might be pushing it. In the um, that we have. Here. Ha- <laughs> um, otherwise. I fucking hate this movie, but I can see where it would benefit from a remake. The acting, we have to get better actors than the actors they got in this movie. Holy shit, they're awful. They're terrible actors. The only good actor is the guy who plays the tall man. Um, I so with that... Jacoby Coho, have you seen this trash? And, and no. do you agree that it should be remade?
4: This sounds like a bad Conjuring spinoff. I'm good without it.
2: I was I wasn't sold on it until Ethan. You said uh, there's an ice cream man who fights a tall man and portals. So those are those are the two things I need in a movie in order to to, to <laughs> want to see them remade. Um, I uh, yeah, I think I want to see this movie at some point. I mean I just want to watch the original to know if it should be remade or not but I haven't seen it so I have no idea. Um Sure, maybe you don't have to.
3: <laughs> you know, you can save yourself <laughs> from I hand. disagree. I think you should watch it, Jacoby.
2: Now I'm so now I want to see to see who I agree. It's with on Tubi. More. It's on Tubi for free. Oh uh, yes, Jacoby. i love
4: to watch the my, I love watching horror movies with ads. <laughs> That's the way to watch. The ads, the ads
0: save this movie. I believe um that. <laughs> so with that, <laughs> we're moving on. Jacoby, what is the number one movie the most deserving of a remake?
2: Okay. Now, yeah, <laughs> I really regret making this one, of, realize, but, but not because that last one would have been so great to end on. But like when you asked me to be on this, I thought movies that could be remade. This movie is the one that came directly to mind for some reason, and I go with my gut a lot of the time. Um, this is a movie that I saw relatively recently, like in the last year. I heard some good things about it, and I thought it would just be kind of a fun B-movie. And then I watch it, and it's fucking great. So here's the here's the logline for it. It's – it's uh, I think I got – Raleigh Taylor is the movie's best special effects man. Now someone wants him to do it for real. But is he the weapon or the victim? Is it murder or is it FX? Uh. So I think FX, 1986's FX, is an awesome – just amazing movie about a special effect, a low budget special effects artist who, um, who kind of gets drawn into this conspiracy about trying to cover up a a gangster's, uh, murder and then once they kind of burn him he kind of he kind of uh goes on a, this rampage and uses his special effects <laughs> wizardry to take down bad guys um and the thing about this and it's like why i think this needs a remake i'm so surprised it hasn't already because it's such a interesting concept for hollywood overall it's a special effects guy fighting crime basically like getting involved in a murder conspiracy and the original was in in 86 and there was a sequel as well but i think it would uh, when we're talking about all these movies about remakes for movies um, I think totally you should do it's, uh, it. It would, it would look so different now, but what a special effects artist would use in order to fight mobsters and gangsters uh, would be vastly different than it was 40 years ago. Um, and so that's the movie that I want to see. I, I think it'd be great. I don't have a director lined up yet because it's such a very, very straightforward thriller, but with an interesting concept. I don't, it doesn't need any special flair or skill for it, um, but I just I think it'd be a good time. I think I'm I'm most surprised this movie has not been remade. Uh, Bong Joon-ho.
4: I'm, I'm going to
2: help you out.
0: Bong Joon FX, why not? Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Um, Jacoby, to... you you started to lose me towards the end when you said uh, we don't need a director with a lot of flair. Um, <laughs> that's what this movie needs.
2: That's true. Okay. Okay. Um, David Fincher.
0: Too much, nah. exactly. Too much technical play. Too much technical But I watched this movie the first time last night. This movie's a goddamn blast.
2: It's so much fun.
0: This movie is really fun, actually. Um, is the guy who plays the main guy a great actor? No. No?
2: Brian, Brian Brown, there's a reason he's not like around yeah. like, a
0: whole lot. <laughs> um, the, the girl who plays essentially his, his companion, his sidekick? Awful. She's terrible. Actually, it's one of the worst acting performances I've ever
2: seen in a movie. Brian Dennehy's (laughs) not bad.
0: Brian Dennehy is amazing in this movie, but Brian Dennehy is amazing in whatever movie that you put him in. Um, However, I do think that this would that this is primed for a remake. You get like, especially if you do like a weird comparison to like CGI versus practical effects, like. I think they – and you can do a lot with this premise, especially now, especially now that the technology and practical effects have become a lot you know, more impressive. Um, th- this movie is an absolute blast, but I think if you get the right people on board, this could be a classic of the 2020s. Um, so you know what? Take all my money. Go ahead with this,
2: and I don't need a lot. I don't need I don't need like three hundred million dollars, like I would need for a live action. No, you don't. I would just need maybe like a very like you know cool yeah. twenty million, and I could and I could turn a profit there. And you would still be able to
0: do some great things with it. Um, Ethan Coho, have either of you seen this, and why haven't you seen this?
4: Um, I have not seen this, and um, this sounds fun. You just need the right director. Um, honestly, you were kind of describing it, and it kind of made me think of like maybe like effects on the level of like the mysterio stuff from Far From Home would be cool if you applied that sort of technical technicality to the movie. Um, so I don't know, sounds interesting. I could see you remake. I don't know, watch any... it,
2: it's on Hulu. Um, Fair.
3: I actually have seen this movie a really long time ago. I was like a kid when I watched this, and I don't know, it makes shy. so much sense, <laughs> it makes so much sense for you, <laughs> but it was fun. Um It's funny that Koho brought that up about Spider-Man Far From Home because I was going to bring that up too. And how when I heard Mysterio was the villain, I was really excited to see how all the fun ways they would have him play with technical wizardry and FX work to make things happen. And when I saw the movie and literally every single one was just drones projecting a a giant fire or water monster, I was super disappointed because that's just so lame with the concept of Mysterio. So uh, I think that FX is actually a great idea for a remake because like Jacoby said, like the original one, there's, you know, like not a great actor. Like it's not, you know, there's a lot of stuff you could do with that concept of an FX guy having to convince people of things with his FX wizardry. Um, I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, I don't know. I don't know who I'd want to direct this one. Um, I feel like someone who's not that serious of a director. This can't be like, you can't be oh, yeah. a serious movie.
4: I
2: hate Justin Lin. That, now I was just about to say that. I was just about to say, I hate how my first thought is Justin Lin because of now you see me. I was like, now he'd be terrible for this. He's like, yeah. No, yeah I want.
4: no, it was yeah. Louis Leterrier who did the first one and then John M. Chu did the second one, I thought. So now you see me, it's not Justin Lin. Justin Lin's Fast and Furious.
2: Oh, well, he, oh, yeah. Justin, Justin Lin did uh, Beyond, Star Trek Beyond, right? Yes, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be a horrible choice for FX. Give me John M. Two <laughs> though. Now, now, now,
4: that now that you bring up John M. Two though, it, let's go. Give me the in the Heights guy. Let's go. Uh,
0: John M. You know what? Give me Adam Driver playing the main role. Give me Adam be, Driver
2: he would, he would starring so good. good dude. He'd actually
0: be really good in this role.
2: Oh, like the FX because he's, qu- he's kind of offbeat. He's supposed to be someone who's like a little bit abrasive, a little bit like people don't like, but also kind of fun and has like this kind of goofy sense about him when it comes to planting his traps. Adam Draper Adam Draper. Coho, you did it, you beautiful bastard. Uh, let's move on to your number one.
4: Um, give me, like, a, one second so I can... Uh...
2: That's textbook pandering.
4: Uh, Les Miserables was fucked up in 2012. Les Miserables is one of the greatest musicals ever made. It has some of the greatest music the greatest characters, and is one of the most epic shows that you can ever put on. So when they were like, we're going to make a movie, I was like, this is absolutely right to be turned into a film. They said Tom Hooper. At that point, you know, I only knew King's Speech, so it's like, okay, sure, maybe. I don't know if he's the right guy. And then he destroys this movie with a cast that is okay, except for Anne Hathaway is pretty good. Samantha Barks is a national goddamn treasure who kills this movie. And Hugh Jackman is fine. I think he's actually miscast as Valjean. He should have been Javert. Uh, and I think Russell Crowe is the worst performance in a musical film since the entire cast of Sweeney Todd. You bite um What? Russell, Russell Crowe is terrible in Les Miserables. What? He's
2: uh, not The sweetie
4: Todd cast is great. I don't no. Johnny Depp is <laughs> awful. Don't look at me and tell me that any of those guys can sing. None of Alan them can Rickman sing. It's sing. A- Alan no, Rickman he cannot. Alan Rickman is uh, the only person in the movie giving a good performance, but he can't sing for shit. Anyway, Les Arab is a movie where you are only singing, only singing, and you cast Russell Crowe as one of the most principal leads and he fails in every single respect. Aaron Tveit is fine. Eddie Redmayne sounds like Kermit the Frog singing and it's not great. Like this entire cast just feels like, kind of like it can work and it just doesn't. And everything that they show you is just really close up on their face all the time. I could see into their pores, it's the worst. What you should do is go back to the drawing board, get me a bunch of actors who can sing, and restage this epic, grand music. The thing they got right about Les Mis is the scale. That movie has the right scale. The sets are great, the costumes are great, the makeup is great. Just do a big Les Mis movie with people who can actually act and sing. I mean, if for fuck's sake, just bring Samantha Barks back and leave the rest of the cast behind. Like bring Samantha Barks back, and honestly, why wasn't Norm Louis Javert to begin with? He's played him before, he's killed it before, he's like a C-list actor. He's, like, worked with Spike Lee. Like, he's worked with directors. He's got the credibility to play that part. You have to get someone famous to be uh, Jean Valjean, but you can find a famous actor. who's Driver. Sing. Adam Driver. Uh, <laughs> Adam Driver. Jean Valjean's not awful, actually. Um, too young. He's too young. You're right. Make him the Eddie Redmayne part. part. Uh, but, like, uh, or no, the Aaron make part, actually, is Adam Driver to a T. Uh, but, like... You can totally redo this movie with good performances. The people who could sing in this movie would be amazing. Um, And I'm so fucking mad that not only did this movie come out, and, like, it was the way it was, but on top of that, they were, like, best picture, best actor, best supporting actress, best original song for the 30-minute or 30-second new interlude to One Day More, which is, like, the most nothing thing ever. Like, they nominated this thing for, like, everything. And it's not good. It's not a good movie, and it pisses me off. Les Misérables is one of the greatest musicals ever made. It should be one of the greatest musical films ever made. Give me like Chazelle with that kind of scale attempting this movie, or like honestly, he's never made a musical, but he's such a good director that vi- like on a visual grand scale, I trust him. Give it to Inyuritu. Let Inyuritu try and make a musical. I think Inuyuto could actually direct a great Les Misérables movie. So if you give it to an actual great director like Iñárritu, you get a great cast of people who can sing, Broadway-trained people, famous people, I don't give a shit, as long as they can fucking sing, and you've got a great movie. Uh,
0: I, I think you're close with Iñárritu. I was actually about to say Alfonso Cuaron, um could do That's a really bad. good job with this. Not bad. Um, so I know what some people are thinking right now. Um, Bar, didn't you say that if it's already been... Uh remade one time it doesn't The musical's only been done once. Exactly. This is this is an adaptation from a different source material and it's only been done one time, so I allowed it. Um Coho. You're pandering son of a bitch. This Where is
4: also why isn't Alfie Bo just fucking Valjean? Bar is Alfie Bo. Just put them in the movie.
0: Okay. Uh, Same. Same. <laughs> I agree. This movie should be remade. It absolutely should be remade. The uh, 2012 version is trash. And I blame one person and one person only. And it's Tom actually not Russell Crowe. Tom fucking Hooper. You son of a bitch. Look me in the eyes, Tom Hooper. You did a bad absolutely job. absolutely
4: big fan of YLS, Tom Hooper.
0: <laughs> yeah. Tom Hooper, I know you're a big fan of this show. So I apologize about the way I'm going to talk to you. But you did a bad job. You made terrible decision after terrible decision after terrible decision. You screwed this up. You fucked over the death of one of my all-time favorite characters in any medium. Go fuck yourself. Eponine deserved to die with more goddamn dignity than she did in this movie. So go fuck yourself, Tom Hooper. Remake this movie. Give it to somebody, Quaron, Inaritu, somebody that has a good idea of a grand scale, but also knows how to work with actors and just like redo this entire thing. Absolutely, Coho, you are absolutely 100% correct about this decision. Uh, Ethan Jacoby, what are your thoughts?
3: Uh, I have still never seen Limiz. Uh I'm sure, you know, I've heard only bad things about it for most people. Um... I don't know. I mean, I I, I haven't seen the original the, the the musical either. So like, I feel like if I saw the movie, I probably wouldn't hate it because I'm not like precious about the source material. And I,
0: I mean, you would still know. hate it. You don't even know the, the source material. Right, fair Knowing enough, you,
4: I'll... do you really like looking up Hugh Jackman's nostrils for two hours and forty five minutes? Are these things oh, yeah, off key for more than sixty <laughs> percent uh, of it? I scream, sings, bring him home. I will
3: watch it at some point. Um but you know sure I mean I I'd have no problem with a, a better version of that musical being made.
2: I was always of the mindset when I when I watched this movie when cuz I didn't super know the source material super well but I know it's a, it's a big ass thing that that deserves more time. I th- I remember while watching it, I was like this should have been two movies. Like they should have split it up more. Like it should have been a longer thing to, to, to tell the story. Because as someone who didn't know any of the source material, I wasn't invested in anybody. I didn't know anybody. I didn't, I didn't. And I will admit, um, and I still defend this. Um, I don't mind Russell Crowe in that movie. I oh actually like the way that he sings. I think it's a little. He's not me. the worst performance I've ever seen. My wife is giving me the eye right now. Like, like cause I, <laughs> I talk about this pretty frequently about about how the fact that I'm I'm, I'm the only Russell Crowe defender in, the, in that movie. I kind of I just I like. Uh,
0: Jacoby, uh, Lucas
2: Schildbach and I will actually stand by you with that. <laughs> um, but I agree with everything that you said, that this, that this movie is, is bad, and I hate I hate watching it, and I hate having to watch it for – I had to watch it for, like, full metal, so I'm getting through it just a bore. And it just – it needs to be made. It's such an epic story. It's such a great story. It needs a better cast. It needs better singers. It needs better just absolutely everything um, because – I, I don't hate Russell Crowe as much as this movie, but I hate Eddie Redmayne. And I hate Amanda Seyfried in this thing. And for them to be the central point of everything just fucks everything up in in mm. this in this entire thing. Um, Samantha Barnes. Believe
0: me fan. when I say that that love triangle works so much better in the original because of how Epony dies.
4: But imagine, moving on. Imagine just going – just go watch the version with Alfie Bow and Norm Lewis and yeah, Samantha should, should It's so that. great. Also, uh, if you've never – if you haven't seen the Oscars from that year – they literally do one day more on stage as a group. <laughs> and it's maybe the worst thing I've ever seen in Oscars history.
2: It's What's so worse than Miz? The Lay Miz Oscars, Oscars performance. Stuff. The
4: Oscars, the Oscars <laughs> performance with everyone singing is terrible because they're all singing live. And that's where you realize Sasha Barry Cohen and Helena Bonham Carter and honestly everyone but Aaron Tevate, Hugh Jackman, and uh, Samantha Barks like actually can't sing and everyone and those three are the only ones who actually are trained singers. It's terrible. All
0: right. But with that being said, we're going to move on to Ethan's number one, the final number one of the night. Uh, Ethan, what movie most deserves a remake?
3: Um, So I thought about this for a long time and it's like, I don't know what, what movie deserves a remake more than another one, because it's just going to be a new version of the thing. Uh, I ended up going with one of my favorite movies, a movie that I, I believe to be perfect. Um, and there's a reason that this perfect movie needs to be remade. Uh, Charlie Kaufman's adaptation. Now, the reason that you remake adaptation is because you have Charlie Kaufman remake adaptation, and you bring back Nick Cage as Charlie Kaufman, and you make the movie about Charlie Kaufman remaking adaptation, and you just let it go. I'm not smart enough to give you a plot of what you know of what Charlie Kaufman would do with that idea and he probably would not be interested in doing that anyway knowing him but because I know him personally I don't I wish I did Charlie if you're watching call me um, I- I, Big fan of the show, Charlie
2: Kaufman. He yeah. and Tom Hooper are watching this together. They have watch parties every week. Really <laughs> <laughs> With um,
4: Adam Driver. That's why we're pandering so hard.
2: <laughs> I, I think that this would be
3: such a crazy, interesting idea. And I think that if Charlie Kaufman did it, he would find a, a way to do it right. And um, I just I, I would love to see it happen. Um, and it's not because I think Adaptation is not a good movie. I think Adaptation is perfect. But because of the nature of what Adaptation is... I think it would be so interesting to see Charlie Kaufman do that movie because he was trying to adapt a book. That was a real story, and it turned into this nuts, crazy movie. So just have him remake this and just let him go crazy and see what happens. That's what I want.
0: So I watched this for the first time last
4: night. What? You used it as a strength against me.
3: (laughs) That was my strength, though.
4: Well, thank yeah. you, because you helped me beat him in another
0: league because of it. <laughs> anyway. Don't shut up. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah shut up. Um, I really like this movie. But I'm watching this going, how the hell do you remake this movie? And your pitch is more of a sequel. I think this would make for a really great sequel. It's not a sequel, it's a remake. <laughs> but how, so you're remaking the movie about remaking the movie, but then it's a different it's a different story technically than the first movie. It's, still called so it's a
2: continuation it, that, that of that the movie. Into, that plays into the plot. Charlie exactly. that that raise an issue. Remake, and then he's like, I don't know how to make a remake. I'm <laughs> making it. halfway through the studio tells him you're making a sequel. And he's like, Well, what's the like what am I? I'm <laughs> You just pitched the more pretentious version of Jay and Silent
4: Bob reboot. That's literally what you're pitching.
3: I haven't seen that shitty movie, so I don't...
4: (laughs) It's a good movie. It'd be better than this movie. That's not. I, but I, I don't know is. about that. Okay. Charlie Coffin has written a good movie since Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind*. Get the fuck wrong. out of here! Wrong. No. He no. lost, out of here. He, New York is awful. No, it's, it's not. I'm thinking of any things is awful. Also, an- says the only movie he's made in the last since also then that's actually movie. worked. So you're that's automatically wrong with your statement. Sure, I'll, I'll amend it. *Anomalisa* is a um, total like sh- crazy that it actually worked. Kaufman has lost everything that makes Kaufman Kaufman. He's now he's living made in this... one
2: movie since he's living in this. <laughs>
4: dude, so I'm talking about the two movies that he's made since Eternal Sunshine. Uh, but besides Three the, movies! Three besides movies. The, I think Anomalisa is not his fault. I think the co-director is the reason why Anomalies is good. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is Synecdoche and I'm Thinking of Ending Things are prime examples of why I think Kaufman Those has Those are most fantastic
3: movies. They're and terrible they're funny, because what, what Kaufman does... Really great, what, actually. Kaufman,
4: what Kaufman does now is he lives into that world of I'm Charlie Kaufman, and people are expecting me to make something really weird to the point where it doesn't make any sense, and then pretend like it makes the meaning of life in it. And they're awful. He doesn't make any. He hasn't. He does not make good movies now. I do not want him to come ah, back. This is to animation from a man at all.
3: who loves Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End.
4: Five. He likes the <laughs> fifth uh, no, one the fifth too. One is fine. The, Five
3: is Oh my god.
4: What I'm saying. <laughs> hold on. What I'm saying is, is I. Don't want him to touch his best movie and or come back to his best movie at all. Gourmet came back to his, his best movie. No, he didn't, because he made he made three movies and never came back to it. But what I'm saying is the third one's not good. The third one is very good. Anyway, the fucking thing with adaptation is that it's a perfect, beautiful anomaly that shouldn't work, but somehow works so why try and replicate history
2: but, in a way where it will never work like I was I wasn't on board with this when you first said it but then I realized like it's the perfect source material to actually try to get a remake for it because Charlie Coffin is actually something because everything that you just raised about how Charlie everyone expects Charlie Coffin to deliver something weird and and out there and stuff that he they oh, seem to so lost his step that it's not a movie that should work for a remake that all would play into the plot yeah. of Charlie Coffin trying to write this I'm just like I don't know like how am I going to do this and turning into something crazy i had no idea how he would but again so i started off not on board with this at all i I thought it was i thought it was i thought it was a bad choice and i realized you know what sure like give it a try this would
4: be awful the only way i would even consider this being a thing is if spike jones comes back to interact
2: because if, yeah, yeah, sure. be if Kaufman directs this himself, it'll be the worst movie. If
4: Kaufman directs this himself, it'll be the worst movie ever
2: made. There would be a scene where he actually confronts Spike Jones about directing this movie yes. in it for everything. And Spike Jones would This sounds so it. dumb. I'm not even gonna lie. To you.
4: This <laughs> sounds so bad. <sighs> I never need this in life.
0: see. I wanna see this movie now, but I still don't know if this is technically a remake. Is My editor, that's the question. question. That's good. No, they're
4: pitching you is not even a movie. They're pitching you a guy trying to come up with a movie that turns into him. That's what the first the movie, movie, the movie. And it is. And that's, that's not really funny really to cool movie.
0: <laughs> adaptation. An adaptation of adaptation... It's I movie I just, inception
4: I have to well, I have to walk this back even if this means I lost because I totally just realized that I just said that out loud and the movie I made is totally that idea anyway cool
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so Time. now I have to take everything into account because I had grades and now I'm not sure what the grades are going to be Should I we will say Spence's
4: list first just so then we're like, yeah let's
0: put up Spence's list because one, Spence, yeah. up, oh, Spence would have come in last place um Dave? FX, great idea. Um, <laughs> held up. Why the player? No. He had uh, FX. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that. The,
2: that player, the player.
0: The player. No. Gattaca. I haven't seen. Tootsie. Maybe I don't like Tootsie as much as everyone else. To be honest. Um, Les Miz, remake <laughs> Right. Lame is Yes. Dave.
4: No. Why that would movie, you remake Dave ever?
0: There's no. There's no reason to remake Dave. It's, it's so perfect the way it is um, The Purge We're still making Purge movies I don't want to see The Purge done again I'm already seeing the 17th one uh, And The Black Cauldron Been saying it, as I said, for a long time Yes, should be remade But still, Adelaide would get a C uh, This episode um, And with everything that's just happened Oh, this is tough um, Give me but- the
4: last place for saying Kaufman sucks, I don't give a shit <laughs>
0: Um, in first place With a B plus Is Jacoby Bancroft um, You you really stumbled At the beginning with uh, Mean Girls and They Live um, Then you started To actually get into a swing of movies That I completely agree with you And you sold uh, The Last Action Hero Remake really well um, So yeah Jacoby you get a B plus today um and then thinking over literally everything that was said, and everything that was brought up.
4: This man in wants second to make phantasm. He wants to remake a shitty movie called Phantasm.
0: In second place with he a wants
4: to remake cats, he wants to make cats in again. Second place in second
0: place okay. with a solid B. Caleb Coho. Thank you. He wants to make fucking cats again. Caleb Coho uh, gets a B Uh, in time. I think it's a great idea. Star Wars. I mean, I don't like that movie, but I don't think he can really remake it at the moment. Black Haldron. El Dorado was so confusing. Um, The Oscar duets. A lot of movies that I think have a lot of potential, but I don't know where exactly you would Necessarily take it Les Mis at number one really helped your case though Because I think that's a great pick uh, Coming in third with a B- minus, uh, Making this a really close episode Is Ethan Beller um, Cats hurt you uh, funny, <laughs> funny face uh, Bill and Ted face the music The Warriors, Flash Gordon uh, Your Flash Gordon pitch is what almost put you over Coho um, But then you had The Incredibles 2 Which was an odd pick, and Phantasm fine. Adaptation, I'm still confused whether that's a sequel or if it's a, an actual adaptation. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, uh, here is the correct list.
4: Oh, uh, I don't have... Oh, yeah, the combined it's list. I'm sorry. The combined list. It. Yeah, combined list is
0: that. Uh, the Purge, Phantasm, the Jesus Pur- Christ <laughs> Superstar. It's
4: Spence, when Spence was on the list, I made the graphic and put it all together with the combined list, so that's why we brought up Spence's list at all, because they're mapped yep. back then.
0: Yeah, we we, we we couldn't go back on the math. Yeah. Uh, Last action hero, adaptation, uh, FX, <laughs> The Black Cauldron, The Dark Tower, Treasure Planet, and the movie that should be the most remade, Les Miserables, uh, the musical. Um you have to
4: share your correct list, because if it's not Cody, I don't make graphics. graphic. <laughs> Oh, well... That's that's the rule. Them's the rules. I don't make... I do make them, but yes. Wow.
0: Uh, I thought we were teammates on this uh, sorry. On this episode.
4: I'll actually um, make myself third and Bella give me second. That's fine.
0: <laughs> uh, fine. Uh, the correct list would be uh, number 10 being JFK. Um, the conspiracy theory angle would actually really work well in uh, the modern times. Uh, funny face, I agree with Ethan. The Dark Tower at number 8. Uh, number 7 being FX. Number 6 being Paris when it sizzles. Number five being Les Misérables, 2012. Number four being Gypsy. Number three, To Catch a Thief, the Alfred Hitchcock film actually mm. could really benefit from an update. Uh, number two, Mike Nichols, The Fortune. Uh, give that to the Coen Brothers; they would kill that. And uh, number one, 1964 is the Best Man, Her- uh, Henry Fonda movie. Um, but with that being said, Coho, what other uh, events do we have coming up
4: next week? Caleb Bowman kicks off top 40 animated movies. He has his panel. We will be going all month long. Top. 40 animated movies. They peer pressured him. Non-theatrically released films may or may not appear on the top 40. It's going to be weird as fuck. Anyway, after that, September 1st, Best Classic actors Represented by One Film. I believe Zach Ford might be hosting that. I think so. Not entirely sure. I think it is Zach. Uh, September 8th, Cody will be hosting his last show of the year, 2004 Movies, because Kurt Kolkowski will be back starting September 15th for Top 100 Series Volume 4 to round out the year, ending on November 24th. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we will be done with this uh, year's Your List Sucks. So uh, if you want to submit for Best Classic Actress 2004 Movies, you got a little bit of time, watch some of the stuff, uh, and then submit for the topic. um, But send those to Cody or I, and be sure to come back for Top 40 Animated starting next week.
0: Uh, Yes, thank you all for watching. Uh, We appreciate it greatly. Uh, Coho, thank you for producing. Ethan, Jacoby, thank you for coming on. Um, And so, for Jacoby, for Coho, for Ethan and myself, uh, y'all have a good night.
1: I know it was you, Fredo. You broke
3: my heart. You're not going to intimidate me. I'm entitled to my opinion.
1: Now, what will it be? Death or...
4: Exile!
1: You're hopeless. You're a hopeless mental
4: case. You better lawyer up, asshole. Because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything.
0: Normally, I would say Auf Wiedersehen. But since what Auf Wiedersehen actually means is till I see you again, and since I never wish to see you again, to you, sir, I say goodbye.